Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 152. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. And we are once again joined by Oren. Hello, dude. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. It's, it's always fun to, to return on the show. Yeah, man. And uh, for those that don't know, of course, he's a host on Podcast Evolve, the uh, Halo podcast on literally everything Halo from what is it games lore yeah toys comics books everything uh, like literally everything yep. right T- tv show and we have a partnership with another podcast for the pro circuit and if you follow the competitive scene so yeah between between like seven different shows we we cover it all yeah so we're here of course uh today we're assembling to speculate over the Dave Batista Gears of War movie that'll never happen and see how that goes. But now, nah, actually, that a real thing. No, that's not actually. I mean, he wanted okay, to make I... a. He wanted to make a movie. He was well, like, he... "I want to be Marcus Phoenix and Dave Batista." Oh shit, uh, that would make a lot of sense. But they yeah. they did put him in the game as a DLC character. Yeah, I think. For yeah, sure. that's the reason yeah, that's, why. That's pretty but great. We're gonna talk the Halo series, and of course, the summer news has just begun. So this is our little light news with the uh, PlayStation State of Play that just happened on Thursday before we go into the hell that is uh, everything this coming week with Summer Game Fest, Netflix Geeked Week, uh, fucking the Xbox Bethesda Showcase, and all those other minor shows that we will or will not cover because there's so many of them and they're going to be potentially repetitive <laughs> at the same time. So I hope they we'll... actually show off Starfield so I can stop being like worried that it's going to oh, be will. terrible. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be in the first it's probably coming out February. I if it was delayed to next year, I it, February is always like you think, the go-to. You think three months is all they needed? Yeah, <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> okay, I do. okay. Um, I, that's my guess. Or or they might just throw Redfall first. That I keep forgetting. Is I feel thing. like Redfall is a smaller game that they would want to push out first. Look, but... you shoot the vampire. There's so many vampires. That's weird. Things I got the impression. Recently. I got the impression Redfall was like way far off. I don't know why. Well, they never, they just showed it once. They never said anything else. And all of a sudden they, they said it was like delayed. or anything, I thought. Yeah, no, they're they like, said, it's they del- said summer of 2022. Oh, they did? Oh, I totally yeah. missed that. It, oh. it was supposed to be, okay. it was supposed to come out uh, this summer, like, you know, June, July, August, whatever. Then uh, forget what I just delayed. said. Starfield's okay. probably yeah. coming in June and we're going to get a Redfall in February. I, f- I wouldn't be surprised if fall comes out yeah fall i could that, see it being that wouldn't be surprising but i also think a big ass game so they, I th- they, they could save it i've said it before um i think xbox is gonna have a big year next year besides the delayed games like i i feel good that hellblade is gonna come out next year and potentially one other game so they could i think they could have like four games come out next year uh all in-house um but i still i still stand by my theory that this is going to be the big like blow your pants off showcase where every single studio is going to show something, whether it's a teaser to full on gameplay release date, everything um, just to be like, hey, everything's happening. I mean, minus Activision Blizzard, but I think uh, all of that's going to still happen for this showcase where we're going to see like 20 something things. But we'll see. Otherwise, uh, how, are you, how are your weeks going, guys? How's everything been a busy week at work i don't know even with the monday off we got, I, it just, like, we got bob's like burgers we i saw didn't that get much sleep so this fun. week oh, and nice. a lot of that was just yeah, like almost was, all my free time went to watching this um, stupid halo something... show oh james you like froze out there for a second so oh, we, really? we didn't hear anything yeah oh, oh yeah well, I, 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 yeah 
Go ahead. Uh, basically, it's just like long week, uh, even with the Monday off. So just been tired. And all my free time went to watching that stupid Halo show. So excellent. <laughs> we'll did talk about binge, that later. Did you binge the whole show this this past week? I did. I didn't like want to spend money on a Paramount Plus subscription, so I kind of waited till it was all out, so I could just like watch it in one week. Do a, do a free free trial for the week. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah, let's say that's how I did it. <laughs> no, I, and, I, I'll I'll pick your brain about that because I'm actually curious. I've I've not binged the show because I, I watched it week to week, and I'm curious what that type of viewing experience is like. So I'll, I'll I don't know if it when we yeah I don't know if it necessarily would have made it better or worse, but like. I wasn't really like each episode didn't really end in a cliffhanger that interested me. So I, I, I didn't, even if I was watching it week to week, I feel like I wouldn't be like, Whoa, I can't wait to the next one. I was, I just, every episode I was like, I just want this to be over and I want to get through it as fast as possible. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it, but yeah, we got those two things. Um, with Bob's burgers, I think we'll do sometime this month or next month. I think this month we'll do like a, uh, double feature Bob's Burgers, Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> Bob Burger um, Mobile. <laughs> exactly. My, you know, Miles actually really wants to be on for Top Gun. He is very adamant about showing up for it. So that's gonna be. I gotta watch the original so I can watch the new one because I keep hearing that it's like absolutely amazing. Uh, I had first, two friends I mean, that saw it today. Or sorry, what were you saying, Word? I was gonna say that yeah, the first one's a, a great, a great film. Um, I wouldn't say amazing, but I I feel that like you kind of have to see that before this because this yeah. I haven't seen Mavericks, but like it just from the trailer and how it's kind of advertised is that it seems like it's very much a if you like this, you should watch the re- the remake or the reboot. You know, it it, it definitely like pulls from that. Uh, I'm pretty sure sort of like nostalgia. In it. So yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that Miles Teller. Teller. Yeah, I think he plays. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so it'll be. It's, de- it's definitely there's definitely going to be nods, even though it's a sequel. It's also just kind of like, this is nostalgia for the 35 plus year olds. I saw more beach volleyball, so I'm excited for that. I just remember that being one of the most important things of the first one. But yeah, we got that. And then um, Lightyear is coming out this month. I totally forgot it's happening already. And then, of course, the big movie, uh, comedy of the year, hopefully, Jurassic World Dominion. I'm really, really pumped for it. Oh, um, if it's came as out, funny as the last came out one. yesterday right or today yeah i i, I or i don't know if i told Wait, you i miles and i were joking but we're also not joking of yeah we should all just go to colorado to do like a matinee of Jurassic world oh gosh <laughs> if the no, theater's empty there's like eight of us just shouting and hooting and hollering in it that'd be so fucking i watched funny. What, what was it fallen kingdom was that the second one yeah, yeah. and i was i was just like what like why wasn't it like, fun it, it reminded me of like a Transformers movie. It was just like, it, it's just not great. I and I it, think though I laughed a lot in the theater when I saw it. I don't think I was supposed to laugh, but I laughed a lot. But I feel like Dominion even has just like a better plot going for it because it's on like a world scale. So like I I can see it having potential, but I I haven't really been following it. And uh, one of our podcast guys is like very much into Jurassic and and like really plugged into that community, and he's like super ecstatic about it. So I, you know, I hope it's good for him. You know, our biggest Jurassic fan is probably Ty, and he's like, I don't want to see this in theaters. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like you should see it in theaters though, even if it might be like a bad movie. Like, there's just he, the spectacle of seeing it on a giant screen. He got to watch his Apple TV dinosaur walking with dinosaurs TV show. That was, I think, narrated by David Attenborough. 
Oh, I've been wrote. watching that. It's pretty good. I, I've heard good things about it, but it's straight up just anim- a dinosaur documentary with the classic dinosaur animations of like those old shows and stuff that it's just like, and here we Some have of them Spinosaurus doing Spinosaurus shit and whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I realize I really like just watching dinosaurs be dinosaurs and I could just watch that without thinking and like, yeah, dinosaurs. <laughs> so, they got uh, feathers though. So be, oh be prepared. Dino birds. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Turns out raptors are tiny little things. <laughs> Perfect. Do they still open doors? I don't know. They steal eggs and shit, apparently. Okay. I would love it if someone just reproduces a raptor and just tests it with the door. If it doesn't open the door, they just kill it and that's it. <laughs> but they're just like, it failed. That was the only point. Stomp. I spent a million dollars to do this just so I could see if it opened the door like it did in that one movie. But, uh, all right. To get down to business, uh, we're going to do State of Play. Just going to go on uh, each game and two-minute timer for each one, but I doubt we'll need it for most of them, honestly. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, we'll jump right into the Halo series and talk about how much we loved it. We all loved it. It's great. Yeah. So uh, first off here, so we had that State of Play, and we knew exactly what it was going to cover. They said no God of War, or pretty much they, they said like nothing. They said like third party and PSVR stuff, I think. Yeah, and they pretty much showed all of that. That was exactly what we got. And uh, just going... People pointed out like, Spider-Man's first party, you lied. <laughs> it was ported by a third party studio. They all know That's it. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we'll just go through it uh, one by one. And first off, we had the announcement of Resident Evil 4 uh, Remake. That was an insane way to start out. That was an insane way. I did not see that coming. It was... uh, Resident Evil 4 is probably one of my favorite... Definitely one of my favorite... uh, Might be my favorite Resident Evil game. Would you say it's your favorite? Of that series, probably. Okay. I don't know. The setting was super cool. The... Like, I don't know. Leon Kennedy was an interesting protagonist. Like... And it was just super fun to play and creepy. I just want to see the Spanish guy with the hat. He was like a Spanish cowboy. Apparently I can't wait dies. to see how like gross and disgusting the Los Plagas like parasite things are when they burst out of people's heads in this uh, version because it's gonna be gross. I, I'm sort of semi pumped. I know they said PS5 and PSVR2, or there could be some PSVR2 yeah, stuff. The, it said limited potentially or something. Yeah, which is interesting because they they recently made a VR version entirely of uh, Resident Evil Four for oh. um it was for Oculus though interesting okay maybe they'll do that then for this one who knows i don't know why they said kind of like a weird like there was like an abbreviated type version of whatever they were yeah, saying for it. i don't know but uh release date march 24th 2023 and it's something i'll probably maybe get to eventually because the whole thing for me was remember i said like i was going to go through the entire uh franchise and they didn't really remake one and zero they just did like a remaster and I did do the remaster of one during Extra Life. And you got to just watch me laugh and be like, this is absolutely aged horribly. And I was pretty much done with it. And uh, I I think when my backlog goes down a lot, if two is on sale, I'll get it and try that out. But that's like next in line of what I'll see what's going to go on. Yeah, but- that's one of the main reasons why I'm super excited is like the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes were so good. I mean, I, ha- I haven't gotten to three yet. And they said there's going to be this- like phenomenally like at least from what i've heard from everyone that's like their that is their pick of like resident evil games Uh, oh absolutely yeah 
Uh, but then we got uh, Resident Evil 8 right after 4. And yeah, that's, that's going to have VR mode. <laughs> yeah, so that was the thing. Uh, and then Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution. That's such a fucking long name. Uh, yeah, I honestly didn't pick up that this was like a sequel to that previous VR game. I totally forgot that was even a thing. I keep forgetting that there's multiple Walking Dead games. And I'm like, oh, wait, wasn't there this <laughs> one and that one? And I keep getting, I keep confusing them all. And at the same time, I'm like, but at the same time, I don't really care about any of these. So it doesn't really matter. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we got No Man's Sky for PS5. V- oh, no, PSVR 2. And I don't know. that. So I got that originally. I got it like original d- PS4 version. Yeah. And it was you should empty have a free upgrade to PS5. Day one. I sold it pretty soon after for 20 bucks or something. Oh. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I did not keep that. Uh, I feel like, I mean, everyone says it's really fun now. It's yeah. something I might return to eventually, but... I'm still not in a rush to do it at this point. No, um, it's was it it's an Game interesting. Ex- was it on Game Pass or is it just it only it came back? I think it might be. It's on Game Pass. I don't know if, if all the updates are free. Then I guess it's up. To, they are up to date. Okay. But um, but the game itself yeah. he has on Game Pass. Yeah, I don't think I there's any about paid DLC. It, myself. it seems that they keep pumping it out. It's like every couple of months, or maybe yeah. I'm just not that plugged into it. But it's just like another No Man's Sky update. So the fact that they've kind of keep the Support consistent them. flow of content is is great and i think it's even won it's really like cool. awards for like sustainability and and all that kind of stuff so that's a it's a it's a really yeah, good like best ongoing game and stuff like yeah. that yeah especially with Honestly, like how, they... how much of a rocky start it's good that it you know was able to bounce back like that it's one of the best comeback it. stories for yeah. the gaming industry it's uh it did everything right that anthem did wrong I think. Yep. <laughs> in terms of lasting. <laughs> but I'm glad they stuck with it. I know they're working on something else now. They said they moved on to another game, but I guess they have a small team doing it. And then uh, I think this is the biggest thing. Horizon Call of the Mountain. So this is like their... I think Fire Sprite is doing it. And I can't remember. Did did they buy Fire Sprite? I can't remember if that was one of the studios they bought or not. It sounds kind of familiar, but I, I think they remember. did. But, you know, they're working in tandem with Gorilla to make this Horizon VR game. And it looks like you're playing... I think as a shadow Karja who is in prison, like let out and it's got like full, like everything from the dino combat to climbing. And just, it looks like a lot of world immersion of just like moving things around. And it looks really cool. It had like, you know, the, the, the pickaxes that you'd use for stuff. I think it, what was that climbing game? I forget what there, there's like a climbing game on uh, VR. There's like a VR climbing game. Um, but I don't remember what it's called. I remember, dude, when I used to work at the Microsoft store, there was like a demo of it and I'd love it because someone was doing it and they'd fall, they'd be like, oh shit! And like, <laughs> they'd freak out because they were like, it's too high up and they thought they were falling. And I'm like, yeah, pick this one. Pick this one. You should play this one. It's going to be great. That's um, funny. Yeah, VR and heights, dude, watching people that are afraid of heights do heights in VR is actually one of the most satisfying things. Probably next to, I guess, VR horror games of doing that too. God. I want to do that. I want to, I want to come to someone's house when they're doing a horror VR game and be like, <laughs> just scare the shit out of them. Um, but it looks interesting. The story for it sounds like it takes place during the first or second game. I'm not too sure. And there's not much else. Like we saw a lot of the dinos from the first game. And it's something that does make me want, because it's finally like, oh, look, first party game. Uh, VR and I'm like oh exclusive. it also just visually looks really good it does it really does 
Um, I mean, PSVR 2, I expected it to, like, push a lot of the graphic boundaries for that type of area, considering... Um, and it's also funny just because, uh, you know, it, it always looks weird when you're in VR because you just have the little fucking floating hands and shit, and you're like, woo! So it's always strange no matter how far you come it's still the same floating hands uh the other thing was the horizon 2 update that they threw in out of nowhere that i was not expecting new game plus uh ultra hard difficulty that i'm not going to touch with a 10-foot pole yeah i saw that and i was um, like oh no thank you those slaughter spines like, already suck <laughs> yeah on normal that shit already sucks and the transmog was what that excited was cool. the shit out of me i immediately was like give me the reaver outfit on my um thunderjaw hunter gold or whatever so i'm i'm pretty i already used it like the first day was there i already had transmog uh, utilized which i fucking that's love super transmog. cool because there's still like some question marks uh question marks on the map that i want to go and check out they're probably all metal flowers or something like that but uh like we said on our like horizon 2 spoiler cast thing like there's still plenty of stuff i'd like to play or do in that game oh yeah very much so i still got shit i'm doing right now i'm probably gonna play more today but uh, it, it's funny too just because destiny 2 transmog now just anytime i hear transmog <laughs> my ears perk up and i'm like oh, change outfits what cosmetics yeah. <laughs> it's just like i want to look cool oh, i mean God. it's great in like diablo but destiny it was just like do you want to grind for transmog like no not you, really <laughs> you can finally delete all of your armor that sucked but you just kept for the look that was the big yeah. thing it was like, hey, free vault space. Well, actually, they just gave us 100 spaces in the vault. Thank God. I'm very... We have also 600 that. now, and I still fill up and have so much trouble. It's great. I'm very close to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hate that game. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man remastered for PC uh, August 12th, 2022. Uh, obviously, this is probably out of everything they announced. That was easily, hey, look, we announced this thing that is going to make us a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And that, that's all I heard. That's really all I heard. But um, it's going to, you know, PlayStation on PC is one of the smartest moves they could make. The amount of money that they get from PC sales is probably insane. Uh, and the fact that, you know, everyone's already... There's already so many mod memes about Spider-Man. Like, they're showing, like, oh, we could do the Spider-Man PS1 mod or Spider-Cop. So it's, like, the mask with the mustache and cop hat and all this other <laughs> shit. But everyone's already <laughs> excited to mod shit. And it's going to be, I'm sure, a good time. Uh, Stray, the game with the cat. That yeah, you're playing, I finally got a date. Uh, Dodging Robots, uh, July 19th, 2022 for PS5, PS4. And it's coming to PlayStation Plus if you have extra premium. So yeah. it'll be included with that as well. It's not like so one of the cool. monthly free games, but yeah, it's uh, one of those ones. So I guess that's like another feature we can expect from the revamped PlayStation Plus is like you might get some third-party games yeah. day, day and date. Kind did, of did PlayStation come out with the new tiers yet for their... Like, they're uh, rolling out soon like they i think they're out in, in some asian territories but yeah um there's like, it's there's like four much... tiers for their subscription there's, right it's that, three that three yeah it's uh this is why, like they made it way too confusing and complicated <laughs> unnecessarily complicated <laughs> they, they went playstation plus essential which is the normal one that if you already just yeah. had regular playstation plus you get the four for like the four free games a month and then online play and cloud storage and shit and discounts uh extra gives you i believe the ps5 ps4 games uh from playstation now yeah and then premium gives and you the three i thought that was i don't know if it's i thought that like the the highest one the uh, premium was just the also retro? including like yeah ps2 and uh, ps1 PS ps2 psp i don't think it's yeah. Vita yet it was they just oh, yeah, not Vita. Vita. Oh, psp and yeah 
But um, yeah, so it's like a, a shit ton of stuff. Uh, developers can choose whether or not they want to put trophies on all the old stuff. So like a lot of That's the PS1 games are starting to get, they're going to get trophies. Dude, um, if, if Resistance Retribution has trophies, I'm oh my god! I, I was again. thinking the same thing. All I was thinking was, I can't wait to play my PSP Resistance Retribution on my PS5. That's the one <laughs> thing I've wanted for years. <laughs> it is. You know really... what I hope? I hope they can use this as like a way to see what old games people go back and play, and if they see the re- the Resistance series is like really highly played for some reason or another, they might be like, hey. There's still an interest in the series. Are you yeah. telling me they haven't it. been working That's, on the remaster I, of the Resistance trilogy this whole time that I I've hope, been waiting? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I know. Eh. It's the only thing I want is I just want my remastered Resistance trilogy and Infamous one and two because those games are actual like yeah, gems it, that infamous, deserve so much more. An Infamous remaster collection would be amazing. I love Spider-Man. Don't get me wrong, but Infamous two is still my favorite superhero game I've ever played. It's just so amazing. But uh, Callisto Protocol. So this is the, of course, spiritual successor to Dead Space. uh, Easily one of my top five games of this year that I've been anticipating a lot. Uh, They gave a release date of uh, December 2nd. And we saw more of the monsters. And, you know, I wasn't expecting Necromorphs because we already have Necromorphs. Yeah, they're very interesting mutated people. And it's this time a moon of Saturn. So it's going to be... Uh, pretty cool with that. I'm I'm really really pumped for that game. Uh, roller drone. You're, I think shooting people on. Yeah, it's like rollerball with guns. I don't. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. August sixteenth, like yeah. Knockout City from EA. Yeah, that's the thing. It's interesting. It looks like with it's supposed to be kind of. It, it's a very. Game, I just kind of watched it and I'm like, it looked like um, what was that VR game with the red people? Um, super hot VR or something? Oh yeah. It looked like that, but just people on roller skates, more or less. Uh, Interesting. And then Eternites. Yeah. I Oh, that's one. People love that one. And they're like, I remember parents watching their kid playing. They're like, I don't know how if I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> watching them steal guns out of people's hands. Yeah. Um, I want to play Super Hot VR. That looks super cool. It, it's a good time. It's pretty funny. Uh, Eternites, early 2023. That's that... Uh, when you were talking about for Persona. Yeah, that was an interesting one because the entire time I was watching it, until it like the title came up, I honestly thought it might be Persona 5, uh, 6, I guess, because it looked so Persona-esque. But uh, uh, one of the podcasts I was listening to after the PlayStation uh, State of Play, and I forget which one it was, they mentioned that the guy who made this game apparently was so inspired by playing like the Persona series or at least one of the Persona games that he actually quit his job and was just like, I want to make games like this. And he did. And to the point where I, without even knowing the backstory of this, I watched that trailer and I was like, oh, is this a new Persona game? So it's really cool that they set out to try to like make an homage to a series that they loved. And they actually, in my opinion, so far succeeded. I don't know how good it is, but at least it looks like Persona. Follow your dreams, everybody. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> I might I might give uh, this one a try because it looks super interesting. And then they announced uh, Street Fighter 6, which Has straight up was actually, fighting. you're fighting in the streets. I straight yeah. up watched it and I'm like, you know, it'd be funny if they just called this instead of Street Fighter. It's like the Street Fighter. <laughs> it's just the fucking, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all you needed to do. But it, it, it looks interesting because it, it looks like there's like a 
like a free custom roam type character? thing. Were there custom characters? A couple. Of them? I I don't think so. I think they, they were like I new. I think they just like made a new character to be the protagonist of this game. I vaguely mm. remember hearing about that a while ago. I think they'll I... call him Street Man. <sighs> Maybe they'll call him Street Man. He's the he 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 could be the Street Fighter. I don't know. He's the protagonist. <laughs> he is the protagonist. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, we saw Ryu and Chun Li, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, it looks pretty cool. I mean, the animations are super smooth. Yeah, they they look you know they look like Ryu and Chun Li. They there's nothing else. I'm not not a fighting person, so well, that's weird. Um, like I liked Street Fighter Four. I liked Street Fighter Five mechanically, but like at launch there was like no story mode. There's an arcade mode that was pretty bare mo- uh, bare bones. There's like six or eight characters to start with, and. It's just like the trickle of new characters coming out over time was so slow. And like they said at the beginning that you could just like earn them all with in-game stuff. And it just like, I don't know. It it ended up being way too grindy and it, it they just wanted you to spend money on it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We got, at least it's got the audio track version. You froze again for a second there. Yeah, I know. I think it, my it, it, it records super... your it records your audio track at least. It's it's okay. Yeah. Sorry, no. YouTube people. You'll be like, yeah. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, my my internet's being <laughs> weird today for some reason. It usually but doesn't do it this bad. It's funny with like story mode because it's like the complete opposite from Mortal Kombat, where I'm like, I play it for the story. Yeah, and dude, then the, I never play it again. MK11 had such an amazing story. It's I weird. loved it. They they have really good stories. Uh, Tunic got a release date for September 27th, which, you know, I didn't even know it was coming for PlayStation, so that was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. Yeah. Uh, Orin, do you know if that, is that on Game Pass or is it just on Xbox? I think it's no, just... it's on Game Pass. It was, uh, a day and date Game Pass release. You can also play oh, huh. it, um, with touch controls on mm. the xCloud. Yeah, so this yeah. announcement means nothing. Oh, I'm thinking of Death's Door. <laughs> Death's Door well, was Well, I like, mean, it's, yeah, it's basically, nothing. I think it was just a time exclusive on, on the Xbox front. Yeah. But, you know, kind of like, on Game Pass. isn't Cuphead on PlayStation now? So yes, I think it, yes, it is. It's kind of a similar, yeah. similar thing to that. I, and Switch. I haven't played Tunic, but I've I've heard a lot of my Xbox friends really, really enjoying it. So you know, I'm all I'm for shocked. Sh- uh, sharing the love. I'm actually know. shocked Ori hasn't come to PlayStation yet when it's come to Switch. I believe. So that's kind of interesting. Maybe that's just a different distribution deal that they have with. Uh, there, that was part of the Smash Brothers deal. When they put uh, the Minecraft Steve on there and stuff, you know, there was a whole yeah, probably something sure. like that. Yeah, but I, I think forgot. that studio is making something else, and I and I think I read somewhere that they're that it may not be uh, like a similar exclusivity deal like the Ori games have been. Mm, okay, did that, but, the show come out on Netflix already? I think it did. I haven't watched which, it. Which show? The Cuphead show. They put a Cuphead show on Netflix. Oh uh, yeah, I think Daniel tried to watch it and he was like, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice um autumn comes out 2022 yeah uh and then uh i don't know I, I have nothing on that game yeah it, it comes out in autumn <laughs> uh final fantasy 16 comes out summer 2023 and we saw a bit of it and they're like look at these giant god monster titan things it, it makes it seem like there are just like avatars for the different like summons and maybe different nations have like one of each one or whatever because like they definitely i just i love the idea of like a war between the summons like that looks so cool i haven't played you know i've barely played 14 which is well you don't know titan and ifrit and shiva and odin 
I mean, I get, I know the, you know, I, I just, you know, you know, it's Final Fantasy, man. I'll have to tell you. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking, I don't know. But oh, yeah, well, that's all the tactics on the Game Boy. <laughs> oh boy, there you go. It's weird because the tactics games are so, like, I mean, there's a lot of similarities. Like the spells are named the same, but like story wise, they're so different from like the rest of the series. I mean, none but, of the none of them are the same though. They're all different. I mean, Each game is a different world. There's like similarities between some of the games like some they just that, have chocobos that's it that's their only thing in common well like besides uh final fantasy 7 and 8 being like kind of more modern ish worlds there's like the crystal type games where there's like literally the four elemental crystals that it'll, it'll be like a different world but it'll, there'll be different like um commonalities between these like series i guess it's really weird I didn't, that hard to explain at all it just made it more confusing <laughs> and like the summons in each game are like usually about the same but different like they'll have different names for what they are like in some games they'll just be called summons and in others they'll be like the adolins <laughs> that's yeah. I'll, I'll take i'll take i'll take your word for it i'll take your word for it it's cool i swear <laughs> i am pleased <laughs> don't tell me anymore i'll play seven eventually the, the remake for seven on ps5 will do that eventually but that's all of the uh that's all the stuff they showed up uh state of play um i guess just the one thing i'm looking at is you know we talk about it every single time there's something new for vr uh is it time to get into vr or is it still just like wait at this i point? hope so because like i it's such a cool concept to me and it's just like the barrier to entry is usually so either expensive or complicated that and also depends on your even like your location and how much room you have that too so i don't know i really want vr to be a thing i don't want gaming to be just vr because that that's like ridiculous and just again way more work than gaming needs to be i never want ready player one to happen yeah ever but i just i think that like vr games is definitely like a cool like thing you can do and there's like it seems super fun it's just we haven't seen either really good implementation of the technology that's not super expensive or games that really feel worth spending a lot of time in that aren't just like mini game type things yeah i love the story for beat saber though i heard it's a great story yeah that's Um, the thing it's like that's a fun experience but it it is just like a a, an experience yeah it's not like it's just a story with swords yeah meanwhile horizon like call of the mountain looks like a full-on like actual game. game yeah with story and everything um that that that's the thing this game is probably the closest i'm getting to interested besides uh like i said if they gave me a rogue squadron game where i just put on the fucking actual pilot helmet uh just be like oh perfect this is all i've ever wanted dude you can do that in um uh wrote the rebel fighter whatever the fuck yeah star wars rogue. fighters yeah i literally I own it rogue. and i have Isn't a psvr rogue the original one the... but there's a new one the the uh, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, Star Wars Squadrons, I think it's called. Oh, that's what it was just oh, called. Oh, that's Squadrons. what it is. Squadrons. Yeah. And, okay. and there is a, a, a VR mode on PSVR, and I, I keep meaning to play it because it sounds like, literally, like you just said, that is all I ever wanted. I mean, if it's, I hope it has the backwards compatibility for PSVR 2, and eventually, maybe if I do get it. Because, um, yeah. I mean, I wanted to play that. I wanted to play the Medal of Honor game that Respawn made, but no, it's I one of those things still, too, where it's like, dude, I don't. I'm still playing Vita games, so I'm not even really touching my Switch. Like, that's still how far back I am. I'm like, there's no more games being made, and I'm still behind. (laughs) No, I literally just, I want EA or someone to bring back Rogue Squadron and just make it a VR game, because that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Orin, have you ever had interest in VR? Nah. 
Not really. Um, I don't uh, dis. Uh, what's the word? Like dismiss it. Um, I think it's. I think it's just like the mobile platform where it. If if that's your type of way of playing games, then that you know like good for you. And and uh, and I agree with what you're saying. Like it's there needs to be some more leaps in the technology and the accessibility in addition to like more than just like the mini game. Cause I would, I would very much agree with, with that sort of like, like there's one like little gimmick that these developers are able to kind of expand upon to make it a, a cool VR experience, but it kind of only goes so far as that gimmick. And if you're able to really flesh out a whole game experience, then, you know, that's obviously where we would love to go with, with those types of stories and experiences. So, um, I mean, just the fact that PlayStation is is really like doubling and tripling down on it is uh, is great for PlayStation owners, and then even in the PC space with uh, with Oculus and stuff. Um, that like those platforms, you know, if you if you want that experience, then then you can go and invest in it. So I think that's that's great. It's true, and I, I think they're gonna do more. Of course, like Insomniac before they were even bought, were making multiple Oculus games, so. I don't see why they wouldn't yeah. be potentially, besides the Marvel stuff, be making like VR games right now for the PSVR too. It would not shock me. Um, you know, it'd be great. I think they could make an ODST uh, VR game where it's you straight up start off in the drop pod and you just drop down. Oh, that'd be neat. And you just go into a fight. It, it could be very like basic where it's just like ODST arena battle, fucking drop, whatever the fuck or something. And you're just dropping on each map is just a different planet from the war, the original war. <laughs> I think that'd be kind of cool. But, I mean, I think no. they I, I, have those. Have there been like successful first-person shooter VR games? Because like I feel like that genre in VR has just always been very challenging. If they they kind of do it, like we mentioned, Super Hot, which I think is a really good example of a first-person shooter game, but like it has its own sort of gimmick of its own that really makes it unique and makes the VR experience I think more rewarding than maybe like a real-time Twitch shooter first person like yeah. you know like paying playing like apex or something in first person shooter vr i feel like would just be ridiculous and see a man sliding in real life i'm trying to slide down the hill i think but uh, i mean like you get you get the first person you know action uh and like immediacy of of the odst game from the 360 era so you know i don't i, I would argue that you don't necessarily need it but you know if there's a way to implement VR kind of not exclusive, but just like VR experiences into a first person shooter game, then then that, you know, I'm all for that type of like R&D, so to speak. Okay. Yeah, because I know like, uh, I think was it Killzone 3 and Resistance 3 had move control, but that was about it. Uh, And they pretty much made the gun with the controller. So you were kind of holding a gun, uh, which was interesting. But uh Otherwise, there was some Fire Something game for PSVR. I don't remember what it was called. Firewall uh, Zero. Firewall Zero. There is Medal of Honor. Um, but I think you could throw pots and pans at people in Medal of Honor. So I don't really know how much of a shooter that also is at the same time. Uh, otherwise, yeah. I mean, I guess like the, the closest they ever got to it was Connect, And then we, we saw how that went. But I guess they might be like, yeah. let's, let's stay away from there for now, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, we'll see how everything goes. I'm still... I'll still wait on VR for now, but 
the horizon stuff does interest me a lot more at least is is playstation 2 vr or playstation vr 2 um out now or is it still coming soon no it's probably like next year or something yeah probably next year or fall at the soonest but they haven't said anything i'm uh, you know because they always i always feel like they do like a a third party showcase before they'll do their first party big guns and i don't think they're going to do it this month if they do they're going to wait for everything else to blow over so they can have everyone's attention um and then that whenever that is is when we're going to see god of war and then they're just going to throw a shit ton of god of war in our faces among other things maybe um but they honestly they don't even need to show us anything besides god of war i feel like because that's really all everyone wants is god of war at this point and the guarantee that it is actually coming this year which yeah. this time i think well last year was kind of a joke when they said it was going to come out last year so that was pretty funny and no one believed them <laughs> yeah. um I think they were the last ones to find out they were delaying their game when everyone else knew yeah. they were. <laughs> so that was interesting. But God of War 2022. Yeah, sure. No, 2021. It's like, yeah, sure, Sony. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say. But yeah. All right. Time for our feature presentation. Halo, the series from Paramount Plus, the Silver Timeline. Oh, the boy. originally going to be on, what was it? Showtime or Stars. And then was they it? said no wait no we changed our mind get this out of here and then paramount plus got it well Show, showtime and paramount and cbs are all owned by the same cbs uh, umbrella. Uh, so the uh, show is still the show is still produced and filmed through showtime and like their uh budget and all that stuff they just distributed the show through paramount plus because they wanted people to, to get on the streaming to service. like strengthen the uh, the paramount catalog catalog there. as opposed to the showtime that makes more sense then. Okay. Look, it's we like don't a... just have Star Trek. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. Hey, that's, hey, that's, hey, that's hey. That's probably a strategy they wanted they to got, kind of... They got iCarly. They have the new <laughs> iCarly show. <laughs> All right. They do also have South Park. I'll give it. They do that. have the South Park specials are pretty good. Um, yeah, and that Rugrats reboot that I couldn't finish the first episode. They have Sonic so, 2. You know, I just watched the I'm not watching them. I'm with, still, I can watch them for the... free and I, I refuse still to. I'm not watching the Sonic. They're I'm fun. Gonna, like, I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm not going to fucking do it. I don't care. I don't care how good they are. I don't like Blue I, I almost uh, put on the Sonic movies the other day just because I was like, I have a Paramount Plus subscription. You then know, you came to your senses? In what? No, you're I like, can't mind. Not you're like, wait, no, what instead, am I doing? You know this what is I did? Instead, I, there was an Xbox Game Pass deal to buy all nine Saw movies, and so I bought that instead. <laughs> no, dude, I, I, I went through that entire thing and I was invested, and I think by the fourth one, I was so exhausted. I was like, dude, I hate these movies. Oh, man. Now. The first five are great. I love the first five. <laughs> uh, six, Got seven, it. and. Yeah, six and seven are pretty weak, and then I watched seven or eight for the first time last night and enjoyed it. Although it kind of messes up the timeline a little bit, and then I think I'm gonna watch Spiral, the the newest one tonight because I haven't seen it. I never watched. I think I just I yeah, quit. I missed. I, I, I didn't missed watch Jigsaw one. or Spiral. I was just like I qu- I quit. I'm done. I saw Jigsaw. I'm, I'm it, was, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. But I mean, like if if you're a fan of the series, then I think it was a little bit more well received. Kind of like Top Gun, if you want to think about it in that regard, because it kind of was like. They, they kind of like cherry picked, you know, cool moments and like the, mm. you know, tweaked certain traps, but designed them similar to like other traps. And so you kind of have that recognition, but then it does something slightly different. So I feel like, like I, said, I enjoyed it. It's not it's not an amazing movie by any means, but I still enjoyed it. And it kind of brought me back to high school when I spent every Halloween watching it. 
And then I don't know why, but like because Chris Rock has such a fascination with Saw that he went so far to like produce, write, and act in a Saw movie. I feel like it's I don't know. I feel like I should just watch it just because was he, he was so passionate about it. Even though do we know? I guess it also got mixed reviews. But I mean, do all we... the Saw movies get mixed reviews. You kind of know what you're getting into. So. You you really know what you're signed up for. Yeah, it's pretty much you just like okay, yeah. it's the torture schlock. Pretty much choose to fuck your arm or like you know they're not <laughs> deep thinking pieces. <laughs> you you want to <laughs> live or lose your arm, fake, and it's like ah oh, shit. I will say my favorite part of Saw is still probably the ad where it was i forget which movie they put in 3d and they're like oh. it's gonna feel so real uh. you're gonna think you're in the movie and like the fucking <laughs> they run in the theater and like the fucking trap things cover their arms and like ah! and then, like the Great. fucking the dude dressed up as the pig comes out of the theater and reaches their hand out oh grabs one of the people in the audience and like just starts pulling them in and i just remember seeing that in the theater and I was crying, laughing more than I did for whatever movie I watched. But I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. It, it, look up the Saw 3D ad. It is the funniest thing you'll ever watch in your life, practically. It is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. But all right. No more fun stuff. Time to talk Halo. All right. So this fucking show, guys. Starting off here. Like, okay. I wanted to give the show a chance. I'm like, maybe they'll, maybe they'll do something with this and... We could get something that's different slightly, but, you know, it'll be its own thing and it's something we can follow. But no, all I got, I got hate. I got hate. Hate. I got disdain. <sighs> suffering. Such a strong word. I know. It's, I don't, I want to just... say I hate it, but it was like, it was this thing where I had to choose. I, I, I skipped watching the Cowboy Bebop Netflix show and <laughs> I watched this instead. I was like, I could only do one really bad show without <laughs> damaging myself like my health my mental health could be potentially irreparably damaged by watching two of these shows within a span of time of each other or within my lifetime i'm not really sure you just shorten but, your uh, lifespan <laughs> yeah and watching this show like i'm thinking okay they're gonna take off master chief's helmet a few times they'll show his face and then you know the helmet will be on during battles and everything else and i'm like I think his helmet was on like three times. Or I something. got so mad the amount of times he took his helmet off in just places that he really should keep his helmet on. Like the worst ex example is probably when like they're trying to get the second artifact out of that crystal thing. And also I don't understand why Halsey's dumbass assistant like put his face right next to the laser. Like like he needed to see what was happening. I would have been more believable if he put his tongue on it. I would have <laughs> believed it better, you know. And like, so first off, I'm surprised that that laser even actually cracked that crystal open. Like, I was sure that was not going to work, and it it did. And then like, but it was interesting that it sent out some like si signal to incapacitate everyone around them for whatever reason, except for Chief. Again, for some reason, he's the and chosen he one. And he like He's runs balance of the force. It was one of the few moments where I was like, oh, this is actually cool. Chief is like literally running towards danger and like trying to see what he could do to like help everyone and stuff like that. And he gets to the artifact and the, the crystal like cracks open and he just takes his helmet off to look at it. And I'm like, why would you take your helmet off when everyone around you is like falling down, clutching their head in pain? You're like, huh? I wonder how like it like. 
I don't know. It's just, I think it's so frustrating. Common sense decisions didn't really make it into this show. Unfortunately, this chief is a moron. He well, he's a he's he's reliving his child. He's kind of a curious boy. He's like, what's this? What's that? My dick feels weird. Who are you? I want to use it. And he's just you know, these things are just all happening. I and cannot believe that he that anyone believed McKee was not a spy. But Chief was the one that was like, sure, like, no, she's like me. She's also human. Like, she can't be Covenant spy. Like, oh my god, I so she can't dark. be Covenant spy. She makes news new with me. Me feel good. Now. <laughs> Yo, when she was ripping her like nail sword out, which also that was a weird, weird, stupid thing. When she ripped that out, I thought she went into like another room, like there was a bathroom. And it's- and then it zooms out and Chief is like asleep there. I was like, how is he asleep? Like, he's usually battle ready all the time. He's never drained himself in such a way before. In which yeah, he's... That, that's fair. I'll, I'll give you that. But yeah, I was just like, I can't believe he didn't notice that she was like clearly in pain or something. His, I don't know. You know, he's just relaxed now. He took off his, uh, his inhibitor so he can't execute Order 66 also, any longer. No one after that was like, hey, what happened to one of your fingernails? All right, but all right. <laughs> I, I made the joke that like the the Reach's sewer system must be just filled with different trinkets <laughs> that people flush down the drain because both uh, Kai and Chief put their pellets down the drain and then McKee also put her energy blade yeah. fingernailed. And I was, I was just like, I guess everyone just goes to the bathroom and drops stuff down the drain and that's how they throw away whatever expensive you know, piece of tiny technology. That's why they were dumpster diving in the anywhere. future is actually a wealthy prospect to do. You're like, I am a dumpster diver and you're just like <laughs> all this dope shit. And you're like, yeah, this is pretty great. Yeah. That's I, why there was no uh, trash cans anywhere. You just flush every, everything down the sink. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Or just eat it. I don't know. All the future shit was just weird, but all right. Looking at these so much wasted space in Halsey's lab. Everything. Was- <laughs> oh my gosh. The, Why are there two tables like twenty feet apart from each other? Halsey's lab know, is probably my second least favorite set of the entire show, with the first being the finale fight on the Covenant. That's such a weird, like, boring being on top of this mountain with just my, the, the worst CGI of the my, whole show. Yep, <laughs> my least favorite area was the bathhouse in Madrigal because what? I don't, I hate that I remember that. Uh, what's his face? So, all right, the dude that's in like Fincher. Dark Knight Rises, Pacific, yeah, Fincher. He's like the oh, yeah. fascist dude in charge of uh, Madrigal. He had, like, the tiniest he's, he's trying he's to so like weird. basically run Madrigal under the new unified Earth government. Um, sort of like he's oh, like government. a Unicef puppet. More I guess or less. real quick, did he's, anyone he's basically a, shit a dictator? About... And yeah, no, he's yeah. In, he's just naked for whatever reason. So did that's anyone talk so, about shit about the Madrigal stuff at all? No. Well, here's it. Before we get to that, I just want to like point out, like, all right, think about this. This bathhouse was never used for anything else. They have it for, hey, you know that girl you're looking for? Yes, I'm also naked right now. What about this girl? Oh, well, we want to kill, like, we're still trying to kill her, blah, blah, blah. And there's no, they, for some reason, I think, because it's on stars, I'm pretty sure Spartacus was on stars. I mean, like, you know, this was produced by stars. And, you know, what do they do a lot in Spartacus? They have a bunch of fucking nude bathhouse scenes for some reason. So they're like, hey, let's make this like Rome where this dude's just like, da, 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 power yeah, play. I'm naked in, in both, a fucking, like people can just walk in while I'm naked Wait. in a bath. And just 
have this small conversation where they use this entire area, which I thought was very interesting. I'm pretty sure this is probably from one of those shows because I'm like, why would you go and use this actual area that you're never going to use again? That makes no sense, especially with looking at the budget for the fucking visual effects for this, some of this shit. Like, what happened? Why did you do that? Yeah, that's another thing. And the show just seemed really low budget. It did, but it it could have been an easy, oh, I'm at my desk writing bullshit paperwork hey that girl's still alive cool kill her all right bye and then boom you would have had the same exact scene minus showing me fincher's ass that i don't really know why this show really wants to keep showing me people's asses i'm like i don't want to see trying to be provocative like hbo or like hbo has nudity all the time but it's like i don't know it doesn't seem like we're they're trying to do it just to make like something more noticeable or whatever it's just like oh, they just happen to be nude in the scene or whatever. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it's just like, it never seems out of place in an HBO show. But in this show, it's just like, you didn't need to do that. Why is everyone always naked in a bathroom? I don't get it. And everyone just walk <laughs> why, in. Why is everyone Chief... just walks into the bathroom and it's like, you okay? Yeah, you're bleeding. Yeah, I'm great. I feel fine. Yeah. Why is Chief like removing his spinal implants in the public bathroom? How often is Kai... <laughs> Go to the bathroom to watch Master Chief naked. Yeah, I would what? like to ask you that. Well, how often does this occur? I love how she saw Chief take a, a knife to his spine, and she was like, "Oh, hey, maybe I should try that. If if Chief does something, I want to do it." I don't. It, no questions. <laughs> I think um, with that, actually, it was pretty. You know, let's just start with Kai. Let's just start with Kai. So, Kai is a character who was probably not one of the worst ones compared to a lot of the other. I actually kind of liked her better than most. Because she had a personality. Yeah. Well, once she actually created her personality by removing Dude. her pellet drone. Well, I love the scene where she went to like the gym and was just like betting people she could lift the heavier shit. Oh, yeah. she just lifts the warthog. That shit was yeah. okay. That She's was pretty like, good. You got anything heavy? Yeah. I, I enjoyed that was actually an enjoyable scene. But uh, otherwise, the thing that killed me with her was when... And it's funny, this was she's spoiled like for me. her gun, and she's just like... The, the oil <laughs> gun in the hair. I was like, I don't know if that works. Is that... Yeah, I was like, that's is that how that works? Gross. I don't know. But I, I like that moment because you then contrast that when she talks to Vanek in episode five, and she and he's like, she's like asking her question, asking him questions like, why are the Covenant trying to kill us? And he's like completely dismissing everything. And then the conversation ends, and he's like, I think you put up, you put two much grease in your hair to ask these stupid ass <laughs> questions and like i i think just the contrast between like those two like the two of them but just as these spartans of one with a pellet and one with not with all this extra curiosity i think is a dynamic you wouldn't have otherwise had that mm. that i feel like kind of invites a little bit of tension and curiosity and the ability to kind of like bring at least some things to the surface that I don't think they fully like executed on. Cause then like right after that, you have Kai and chief talking and chief's like, Kai, you're not fit for duty because you're, you're yeah, in, la -la land in the meadows. And, and she's like, well, what about you? You removed your pellet. And it's like, that's a very great question. Like yeah. master chief is being very contradictory and, and self-centered and, and uh, hypocritical, but like, they don't really build off that any, any be like any more beyond just that. And then she ends up, you know, he, he sends her back into the fight or whatever because the Covenant invade and all this kind of stuff. So, like, I feel like 
a lot of instances in the show, like they, they try to do something and it's only like a half step. So therefore you kind of don't really follow through with the potential that they could have, I guess, done with all of these different changes that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like with that half step, they slip and they end up hitting their chin on the floor and there's blood everywhere yeah. afterwards. Cause I, wow. I, cause to go back to like the, the, the nudity and stuff, like I, I didn't mind the naked Kai, McKee, and Chief because all three of them were discovering something about themselves and in the, and their physical body. Because yeah. like McKee's taking off her robe and like looking that she's like a human, and she has like these these memories of of a time before the Covenant, and so she's kind of <laughs> conflicted. And then Chief and Kai, they're both learning who they are and have to remove this this pellet. Um, but like the whole sex scene and venture being naked just doesn't also make sense. So like I kind of fault them for those choices. But like I, I think there are some, like I said, choices that they made that maybe look fine in the script, but just kind of the the follow through just didn't have the payoff, and then therefore was poorly received. And then that's where kind of a lot of the criticism is it comes from. Because I, I I fall into that a lot yeah. of the times with different no, decisions sure. that I don't like about it. I would have, I think the only thing that would have been better for me with uh, Chief removing his pellet would have been if Vanek was right behind him being like, <laughs> Chief, what are you doing? But Vanek's also naked and you're just like, what's happening right yeah. now? But I mean, like, I mean, you watch Starship Troopers and like they have a whole locker room scene where yeah. the entire platoon is like naked. So like so, these, these are Spartans who like grew up together and I'm pretty sure this is their spartan bathroom and not like you know an everybody bathroom so I, I find it very believable that they just walk around naked with each other especially if they have a pellet that suppresses all their sexual desires and that's stuff true. to where they're you know so i, I think that that's <laughs> chief not... your pellets out hey why are you drooling <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> he's loose no so. yeah I, I would imagine those bathrooms, they so just have the Molnar armor as the bathroom symbol, where it's usually like man, woman, and it's like, it's oh, yeah. fucking... <laughs> Spartan. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I'm not... So the whole thing is Halo has always had nudity in it, at least in the in the show. I mean, not the show, in the books. Like, the whole thing is cryosleep. You're naked. Uh, yeah. You're naked in cryosleep. That's like a thing. Unless you're chief. And, <laughs> unless you're chief in that one time. But otherwise, well, that was an emergency. He had yeah, an emergency. Yeah, yeah you're fucking the ship's broken. It's not even. It's literally leaking oxygen. But uh, literally, like the whole, there's always naked characters, and it's not like a, a weird thing. It's just like in this case, to me, a lot of it felt very forced, especially like yeah. like I said, Fincher, the sex, and everything else. But um, I do see what you say with the curiosity. That does make sense. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'd say around 50% or more of it definitely was incredibly unnecessary. Uh, yeah. To me. I will say one funny thing about the sex, which I just thought it just felt ridiculous watching. Cause I'm just like, what, isn't there a war and isn't there all this other shit going on right now? And, uh, don't, I don't know. Is there, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I was so glassing into the last episode. Aren't there <laughs> always UNSC troopers just marching to literally nowhere? Like majority of the time on yeah. reach, they're just going to fucking nowhere to march. And I'm like, what am I watching? Uh-huh. Why are they marching? Who are they? Where are they going to? What's the destination for this? Are you? Do you have GPS to know where you're going? Are you always lost? What's? No, I was like so here? confused from the first episode when they they were like, yeah, the people on the outer rim, like they they've heard of the covenant, but they they thought it was like a UNSC propaganda or, mm, or whatever, yeah. and then it happens, and they they just like or they like see the covenant, and they just seem to be like 
that's still not as bad as the UNSC or whatever. It's like as soon as Chief lands, the the head of that town was just like, oh shit, it's a Spartan. Shoot at the Spartan first. Like, because uh, extermination is worse than indoctrination. That's why. I think that's what they were going for when it's actually not. I would, you know, I'd pick anything over extermination any day personally, but that's, that's just me personally. Uh, I mean, we see like, you know, in the actual Halo lore, uh, a lot of the insurrectionists basically join forces or just stay out of it with the UNSC during the entirety of the covenant war where like some of them are just like, Oh, we're just going to hide or others are like, you know, we see like an example, Mickey is an insurrectionist originally and he becomes an ODST and joins up with them um and this one is like oh here we have this war happening there is an actual war going on or at least we think there is i don't really they didn't really have apparently that much money to show us a war i think in in the show they were they were trying to paint as many aspects of the lore that they could and with the whole thing with like Quan, like when 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 Quan talks with uh, Miranda in that hologram in the first episode, and Miranda's like really trying to connect with her on like, yeah, see these covenant, you know, it's not propaganda; they're real. Um, kind of implying that this takes place earlier in the lore, or sorry, earlier in the war, since in the in the in the core canon it was you know a period of like 25, 27 years. But, like, Quan still didn't want to, like, truly believe it. She was like, oh, well, you probably could have sent those aliens just to kill us and then save us. And then, you know, you're still, you know, having um, us being manipulated because of just the overall um, perception that the insurrectionists have against the the UNSC. Um, So I think they they tried to, the the show creators were trying to, like, get a sense of of that as best they could since in the core canon like you can pick one lens and devote a whole story to that one lens and then in multiple stories you can you can kind of explore other points of view whereas they wanted to kind of put as much that they could and to see different points of view in the show that uh that kind of made it a little bit muddied at times yeah it was just really confusing to me that like the covenant are such a massive threat to just the existence of humanity and this show at least for this first season tried to focus a lot more on how bad humanity is and how bad the unsc is and how they're just like either trying to control people or just like create a narrative that fits their like purposes and i don't know i didn't really like any of the unsc characters like I, I liked Keys in, like, Halo 1. I thought he was a cool character. And, like, the bits that he was in the books, I I thought he was, like, a really cool guy because his main thing seemed to be just, like, he has a really, like, strong moral compass. And he just doesn't... Anything that feels wrong to him, he tries to, like, avoid, which is why in, like... A, I looked it up, apparently... And I've read this book a while ago, so it's been a while. But in The Fall of Reach, like, he was kind of part of the spartan program in the very beginning or at least miranda uh not miranda um halsey Halsey. wanted him to help out but once he started like getting a hint of like the questionable morals of what they were doing he left and was just like i can't be a part of this yeah so He, he basically ferried halsey around the galaxy to all these different planets abducting yeah. all these children and it was kind of like it's during that time when they had like a romantic relationship and then yeah like you said once he kind of started understanding 
the true purpose of everything and then sort of questioning the moral ambiguity of it all and the ethics behind it is when yeah he kind of just separated himself and by that point you know the spartans were or the the children were already kind of collected and they they started their training and and they already had a kid and and all that kind of stuff Meanwhile, yeah. the keys in this show is like, no, I was totally complicit with everything. I was 100% on board the whole time. I'm just as bad as Halsey, or at least he feels he is. And I don't know. Yeah, I just, he, he's probably a, the the biggest disappointment in terms of how the characters were portrayed on yeah. the show. I think I think the actor did a, a great job, but I think he like his, like the writing was just so poor for him yeah, that yeah. made it. Uh, a disappointment and i think i can't i think it was like a couple two or three weeks ago Cameron. you mentioned this to me while you were watching the show that like it felt it feels like every character in this show that's taken from either the books or the games or any of the other like lore it's all just like a lesser version and i absolutely agree like every version of one of the characters in this show that has that i've seen before is just like a lesser like a less interesting version. Yeah. And they just, they, they feel a lot more just flawed in a bad way. Not like a, oh, they're more flawed than human. It's like, no, they're just flawed because they just suck uh, compared to their original version that they're based off of. And before I get more into that, I guess, like to finish off just real fast, I know we got into it like a couple different options. Yeah, we started with Kai and we just kind of uh, Yeah, I'm like, where the fuck are we now? <laughs> but uh, just to finish off the whole nudity sex thing, I thought it was funny. So this is real fast, just funny. Like, I mean, obviously the whole sex portion felt just like out of place but what what was even funnier was other people that were like i didn't like it and then they were like i can't it feels like i can't identify with master chief anymore and i was kind of like <laughs> a, it was like a head turn of like what the fuck does that even mean like what it was like a weird like master chief virgin uh never uh, like celibate man and it's like people no longer can identify with this version of master chief because he had snoo snoo and it was like um this is not what I was talking about. What were you talking about? Like it was just like a weird thing. I just was so creeped out when they showed Cortana just like watching. I was just like, ooh, I don't like. She this. looked more worried than it. She was just she was curious. She was like, That's I just thing. want to know. I couldn't tell if she was like disappointed in Chief or if she she wanted she was curious. to be she was with curious. Chief. No, she was just curious. I think she was That's she's a, observing, and yeah. she she does that throughout the core canon. She's she's, she's there yeah. to learn. Yeah, she's um, learning. She everything. was designed to to learn things. Oh, and that was so. A... I I think like I I think the way it was visually told, like in like the cinematography and all that kind of stuff, made it more awkward than I think yeah. it really should have been. Yeah, because like, and I think just because of the the actions in of itself was just so like not Halo. It also was providing a bit of a shock value for for the viewers but like the fact that she was watching like i i, I would classify as something that cortana would totally do yeah, yeah that's fair and the two things i got from it when it was going on was one i was disappointed that i didn't hear during it just going like oh i just met you and this is crazy <laughs> yeah. like playing while they were doing that and the other thing being um what was it like? Just Otacon, like Snake. Do you think love can move <laughs> on the battlefield? <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, oh, I guess it can in this case, but no one wanted it to. And uh, going to from there, just to the most, I would say, easily irrelevant part of the show, we had Quan and Soren, and yeah. we're looking at a show that has nine episodes. 
and it is pretty much uh could have been eight episodes could have done it could have been without the one with just seven it could have been six or seven episodes because if you had cut out Quan and Soren, it, it it's an interesting thing because it tells me a lot about the show. One, I think they didn't believe either one. They didn't believe that the actual story of Halo was enough was to talk enough. about <laughs> without even actually getting the Halo. And two, the fact that it shows that they had all this time and this is what they thought people would want in this certain amount of episodes that we got yeah, people where... want political intrigue and romance right not action show and it, it brings back to my whole thing of like okay we're in a war right why are these storylines occurring during a war why is this even happening during a war of hey we're gonna be exterminated listen that's great and all but i need to stop this like guy from dictating my planet that could be destroyed at any point now but it yeah. doesn't matter uh if it gets but destroyed I... It well, matters no, who controls she it learned before from it gets the destroyed. desert witches that her true purpose is to save the the portal to Halo or or whatever. Like, it didn't it didn't matter. It we didn't got to matter. see a monitor so, for a second in a hallucination. So what I'll say about Quan's story is is that I think there could have been very simple changes to her motivation that would have made her story one more interesting and two more relevant. But I, I do want to, before I get to that, though, I want to back up and just reiterate that, like, what we're seeing in the show is a, an, a very early part of the war to where the galaxy is not in this, like, extermination sort of defense mode. Because, like, when we enter the war in Halo CE, like, it's, it's within the last, like, portion of six it. months the war's been going on for a long time year war yeah. yeah you know like like it's it's in people September, are still fighting over it's, it's like the harvest was a while ago yeah Har- no it's harvest, harvest is still going harvest on happened in harvest was yeah i mean harvest glass reach glass uh. like like and all they're still the, fighting like, over harvest planets, over and over and over um you know magical i think was glassed at one point um and so you, you had all of these planets and stuff that i think over the course of time in the core canon made the covenant looming threat more like present and i think this show could have done a better job of establishing that as like yes we can see the covenant becoming more and more threatening instead of like saving a video feed of a glassing until the last episode when like yeah. that video feed should have happened in episode two at the latest and then we would have seen a glassing by the end of the episode or end of the season so I think on that level, like I, I find it believable that Quan can have a non-covenant focused story because of the time period that they've established in the show. Now, in terms of like her actual like motivation to like keep on pressing for the resistance, um, lasting like four episodes, I think was kind of beating a dead horse at that point. But like, think for a moment if the last interaction she had with her father when he died was like him giving her that piece of paper about the well. And then now instead of her traveling and, and wanting to um, like uh, fight against Soren or like disobey him and stuff and get back to magical and do all these things, not to like upstart the insurrection because the UNSC is bad and all this kind of stuff, but it's to like learn about what this well is and what my true purpose is and like putting 
like if if they if they changed that framework, then they could have played with other plot points along the way to make it a more rewarding experience once we finally learn that this well has a monitor in it. And then it's like, okay, well, it's probably protecting a portal to the arc maybe, or to a halo, or maybe since the monitor has to be where an installation is, maybe in this iteration, Magical is actually a shield world. And so the monitor is actually protecting Magical, but no one knows it's a shield world. And so like all of those questions are instantly more interesting than her just actual and, you know, plot you of my father's yeah like my father's footsteps to to just fight because she says that for four straight episodes not even in episode six and then episode seven we get the conclusion but because we've been annoyed with her for four episodes we don't really want to see what happens in episode seven so it i think her and, and soren's story is not necessarily like dismissible it just was written just so poorly yeah. that it it doesn't keep us as a viewer interested and want to care about it. So for me, it's it it feels like a complete waste, even with the potential of Madrigal being a useful planet for like the overall like oh it's got this relation to the Halo because for for multiple reasons one, uh well Quan herself boring character boring reasons for everything um at one point i think she talks to the like i literally had no other fucking name for them than the mop heads and i think you know exactly who i'm talking about of like all these the, the mystics yeah the mystics who are basically oh, they're just wearing mops <laughs> they're, they're just mop heads they have mops on their heads and i'm like what the fuck are you wearing guys now that you like, it, i can't not see it why are you just out here in the middle of nowhere doing this thing and then they're like listen it takes Quan to know Quan, and I'm like, wow, that's it's such a fight. This so much, and you're seeing like the whole Master Chief shit, but like all of that felt like an entire waste of time. You had all this stuff on Magical, which I do get the whole thing of well, you know, there's still all this bad stuff and whatnot, but it's still at that point where the Covenant feel even less important and even more useless. If the fact that, like, you know, okay, we knew, at least in the original version, you know, uh, Unice, insurrectionists are at war. The insurrectionists are afraid of Spartans. They usually will show up and just fucking demolish them and all this stuff. And the minute the Covenant show up, everything stops. Like, yeah, there's still stuff going on. But whenever the Covenant reach an area where they are for sure discovered by the people there... It all halts. They go, oh my, oh Jesus Christ, that is literally the end. We need to be together as humanity to stop it. And you watch that occur. And yeah, like you said before, like Halo is near the end of that. So we see that all happening. But it's still like, we still have that whole war going on. And more or less, as they spread, the fighting would stop. And the minute they showed up, the fighting would stop and things would change. Besides of that one little, I think it was cold protocol where there was that weird kigyar planet with people and the jackals together but that's like a one shot um in I this mean, yes one no i mean there there are instances in the canon where like the unsc show up to a colony and and it's like we need you know we're running from the covenant we oh i remember supplies. that we're here to protect you and this was all in the first strike novel and the and like the people are like literally like no go away like they had the nukes the right covenant here 
we're gonna what they had the nukes right there was the yeah, dude the in nukes. charge yeah. who was pretty much and like they, listen yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, it, and like they were there was a lot of like bluffing involved and like all this interpolitical things and like at, but like what the NUSC ended up doing is that they they kind of got what they needed and then the covenant arrived and they they plotted their escape because they have the means to and then the covenant like obliterated this colony in the middle of an asteroid and it was like I was like, wow, like who did the UNSC really help in that moment, even though they were like crippled from a fight when the insurrection, they just wanted nothing to do with it. They would rather fight the Covenant on their own than trust the UEG. And so I think the show just wanted to try to find a way to illustrate that like that type that of point of freedom animosity that like the insurrections they they just really don't like the UEG for all these different controlling reasons. And it's it's a valid stance and uh and like yeah they they would rather like i said fight the covenant on their own than than pair up every single time which i do think that does make sense it just felt it's like one of those things where it makes sense where okay well, i'm not going to join forces with you i'm going to stay on my own and do my thing or i'm going to hide or do this whatever it, it's the fact that they're like this is here but we're still going to ignore it and just fight for just this control that that was the part that i felt was incredibly unnecessary where it didn't match up with i guess that looming threat and that realization where you know what's going on but you're like you know what it's okay it's one thing where i think you know you know game of thrones kind of does it where john's like we got to take the north in order to defend from the white walkers otherwise we're not going to be able to win and it's that is like unite or die because it's like this one region and shit and it's one place it's a continent whereas this is like planetary and it's a lot different and everything else but it, it was just it felt really weird for the fact that like everyone knows what happened more or less and they're just like yeah it's, it's not it's not important well and when Quan goes to magical city and she tries to like kickstart the insurrection and the, like i forget what the character's name is but it's one of her dad's former like lieutenants the, or something the general she, then she's like the oh general. listen and she's like yeah she's like oh well you know like it won't be so bad if you know venture just took over and we can you know be protected by a degree and and then kwan's like no you're a traitor and all this kind of stuff like i think that shows that some people do want to you know, enemy of my enemy is my friend type of a thing. And yeah. Quan just didn't want to do that. She wanted to stay true to herself and and fight because that's all she's been doing all her life. Um, and she doesn't want to stop until her father's avenged. I think for, it was... And her mother, for that matter. That's really think, strange, though, because we had that flashback scene where she seemed to not care for the rebellion because it, like got her mom killed at least I, that's the impression i got and she it was she was saying that no change would happen she's like what did yeah. you do before the war oh that's what you're gonna do after and it's and gonna that's be the, she's like there's no point to this yeah so and it, it just took her dad to die for her to feel anything which was i guess after her friends after her friends got high in the woods if you remember at the very yeah. beginning which i thought <laughs> yep. you know that was the only part i was legitimately Dude. laughing because they're just like the the way they just all die was actually hilarious. that was kind of like i don't know I hated that she got back in town and like told her dad like, oh shit, like there's aliens like coming to kill us. And her dad's like, take the, like the kids and everything and, and go to the vault. And the vault is like a shitty door. Yeah, the just, like, just looks in and it's like, how's it going everybody? Yeah, I was like, wait, that's the vault? Like a door? 
It's not even full. Like, Lily just looks in and goes, listen, guys, I got this. He's like, oh, there's one of them kills all the people in there. That was the... That was really that was actually uh, hilarious, but that's what they do, though. That's that's, it. that's what I think. That's, that's what they do. I, I guess just in terms of like how unnecessary it all was, was I I would have loved it if you know they do all this shit, they take back the planet, whatever, and you're like, we did it. Just see a fucking Covenant cruiser, just go right above it and just glass it. And it was like that, well, that was interesting. interesting. I would have been like, exactly. That's the point. Like it didn't matter. At the end of the day, it did not matter. None of it mattered. It was a waste of time. Like that's, and that's that was my thought process. And I think that's what always interested me about like Halo, like the series. It wasn't so much like the Forerunner stuff, although that is cool. It's just like the idea of humanity just like barely trying to survive against a alien species, like not even single species, but like an alien force that is so much more advanced than us or at least advanced enough that it's like we can barely take down one of their ships and they can literally destroy entire, or at least not destroy a planet, but make it entirely uninhabitable. And it's just like, that's just what they do. Yeah. Like I always found that really interesting. So it was really disappointing for me in this show that they like, like you said, Oren, they don't show you what they can do and the, like the severity of how cruel they can be until like the last episode. And it just, it really seemed to, for the most part, downplay how dangerous and important the Covenant, like, force is for the entire yeah. show until, like, the last episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, they, they established, like, their brutality by, like, you know, like we said, mowing down all the children or whatever in the first episode. But, like, from there, the story just then turns to being all about Chief and his past and all that. And then yeah. the Covenant threat that's supposed to be looming over everything just comp- doesn't even take a back seat it just like doesn't even exist until yeah. they bring it back for episode five for the best part of the whole series and then it yeah. disappears again and then comes back in episode nine and real fast just finishing off that area uh soren uh which you know he i forget which book he was it was halo evolution that he was in pariah yeah it was a short story in the evolutions uh collection called pariah and I remember reading Which it. Which they like, kept. They kept that backstory. Like it's that basically that backstory is canon in the silver timeline. I was so yeah. confused why how he was able to escape with his suit. I just I was, uh, I was like, wait, are you just allowed to just take your suit whenever? He just took it and it just became well, you're like not a, supposed to, you know, go a wall. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 I, and I was like, wait, they can't track the suit either. Yeah, I don't. Maybe he didn't have his helmet not. anymore. I guess I don't. I don't care. Uh, but like. He felt okay. Um, I just cracked up when, you know, you read him in the book and it's like, you know, this dude got augmented. He got all disfigured. So he's kind of like, almost looks bestial. And it always sounded very interesting in this one. He's like, oh, my hand looks weird. And I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, I, I <laughs> kind of wish they pushed the, yeah. pushed the body horror a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, that's the it's other like, thing. It's like, yo, this dude's kind of, actually... Just, and I'm sure there's limitation in the special effects budget or whatever, but that you know, there's probably production reasons why they didn't do it that way. But but yeah, man, oh man, if he was just grotesque, yeah. like, like we saw, that would have been awesome. We saw brief glimpses in Chief's flashbacks of like some of the stuff that happened to the augmented kids, but like it was so quick that you don't really get like unless you freeze frame on it, you you don't really get an idea of what happened. It's just like some of the kids didn't make it, and 
I honestly, I did not understand that Soren's arm was the way it was because of the augmentation process until I looked it up afterward. Like, I honestly thought when he said, oh, really? Because like, because when he said like all this like Spartan program did was like, you know, I lost my arm or whatever, or at least I thought that's what he said, because I thought that he literally lost his arm and they just gave him like a, a mechanical one because it looked metallic. But like, yeah, I had to look it up and be like, oh, Wait, so he was just like severely like changed by the augmentation process? I did yeah. They did not highlight that at all. Yeah, no, in this one it's you forget his hand or arm is even damaged. Like I, I literally didn't it was barely noticeable. Where it's just like, hey, check out this handsome space pirate king, and you're like, What? Uh, and then it's like, yo, look at my arm. And it's like, what the f- I barely saw that. Like, <laughs> was that even a thing? Are, are, you, are you okay? You don't you look fine, honestly. Yeah. Um a little bigger than his other arm and it, you know i get that they're just trying to spread the world out more where they're like you know there's different people besides the unsc check out treasure island and the yeah, swiss family okay. fucking robinson here and his little like pirate it, princess and son and shit and i'm that like space, uh-huh. that space colony or whatever the collection of rocks was that was probably my least favorite place in the uh that they went to in this entire show just because like the practicality of it was so stupid. It exists though. Does it, it? exist? In they, they do well, have no, no. Asteroid, they do have like the, rebels and asteroids. Okay. Like, well, they, my problem was there's... more just like how you get from from one wa- rock to the other is like those hanging wires. I was like, those wires should snap like all the time. Like that hey, didn't man, seem feasible. Future wires. All right. That's fine. Yeah. I don't know. The there's no gravity, man. It's all good, man. Yeah. But and then like this, I didn't understand why there was constantly people in those packed hallways with motorcycles. I was just like, why are you riding a motorcycle there? That can't be easier. They didn't really think things through. They just said, hey, it would be cool if we put the through in the thing. Yeah. Total uh, freedom. Some people just like to motorcycle everywhere. But it, uh. it just felt another unnecessary portion where they're like, let's expand these side characters that we really do not need to expand whatsoever. And to the point where, you know, we even have a flashback for him that is supposed to mean something. And it's like, you know, the whole thing of Soren's flashback is, hey, you shouldn't cross Soren, and that's it. And I'm like, was that, that was the whole lesson? Okay, was and then he got the fucking- it's, it's supposed to establish their relationship. So then when Chief goes to the rubble and finds this person, the audience are like, oh, okay, well, he like knows him from this yeah. reason and he defected. Okay. And like, I mean, there's there's an even like very detailed line in the first episode where when Chief is defecting, um, Parangoski says like, initiate the Soren protocol, which is just a play oh, I on the that. fact that Soren is, is uh, um, you know, he defected, so then now they have this protocol in place to kind of help bring in Spartans when they try to defect. Go so, rogue. I mean, yeah. I missed it the first time, and it wasn't until, you know, repeated viewings, and, and watching with subtitles also helps. Well, mm. I didn't um, mean the Soren flashback but, with Chief. I meant more of the one where he's just like, oh, let's do that job with that guy. That and was so confusing to me, because I thought was, he was going to leave that guy for dead, and he just like, oh, he just crushed his foot, just to make yeah. a point. Like, and he's just like, yeah, oh, I just want to make a that's point. That's a flashback, though. That wasn't a fl- oh that no, was just he did that. that. Wait, that was, was that in between time. everything where he left Madrigal, did that, and yeah, then came back again? Between, no, that was the other thing. Madrigal and going back. That That's was the how, other weird thing. Like I hate that she, so much. like Quan left, uh, Soren for dead essentially. Like she took his bike in the middle of the desert. 
After tasing like, him. And then, it, yeah, after tasing him. And then, like, literally the next time we see him, he's just, like, back on the rubble and he's, like, fine. And, and then he it's goes like on that. I got off. I got, like, I got better. Yeah, yeah it was just, just like. like a... I was like, wait, well, okay, I guess it's not super important to see how he got off, uh, like, off the planet, but, like. I'm glad we get to see this job confused. happening that didn't really tell me anything. You know, it was. It just, yeah, it just felt like they were. With this show, they feel like. It's weird. It's a show that you don't know will continue. There's so much it's to tell second if it's season, about Halo. Yeah, that's a fucking. I can't believe it. That's a bad uh, idea. But they have more or less, like, you're thinking it's a first season. You have this limited amount of time potentially. And they're like, let's do all of this extra stuff that doesn't relate to the main story. And that is going through with a potential of maybe there isn't a second season. And usually, you know, if a show's been dragging on for a while, they start spreading out and doing random stuff. You see, like, the cast kind of focus on these side characters you never cared about. And then that's probably when you drop off the show. But uh, this one, they just do that in the beginning where it's something you don't start off with. And I thought in terms of not even just like, oh, Halo, in terms of a show, that's just a big, that's yeah, a big, don't that's do the that. Thing. Like, even if this do, wasn't a don't Halo, start that way. Even if this wasn't a show based on Halo, which I'm like, I'm not even a massive fan of Halo. I, I just, I like it. Like, it's just, it felt like a generic sci-fi show that did, wasn't even written well. It, it was one of those things where it felt like they went and said sci-fi show and they slapped the Halo name on it and it mm-hmm. could have been any other show. And yeah, I think a, it's a big internet rumor and I, I can't dismiss it because at times it does feel like that to where it's like they probably had some sci-fi show that was maybe half written and just sitting in a writer's room and they used it as the, the, the bones for, for this. That's yeah. very, very possible. But yeah, Quan Soren for me felt entirely unnecessary. But focusing more on the actual UNSC characters, yeah, we're talking about, I guess, like Captain Keys, Miranda Keys. They definitely didn't feel that interesting compared to what they could be. Uh, like you yeah. said before with Captain Keys, I just thought it was strange seeing a guy who's really just like a weird, more or less a desk jockey, it felt like, who just kind of walks into the room and goes, well, I tried to pull some strings with stuff, but uh, yeah, I, I hope understand. he doesn't find out my secret. And I'm like, aren't you a captain of a ship? Yeah, I ship? thought like, Keys and Miranda were just captains. And in this show, they seem to be like, or at least Miranda is like a scientist, like a head scientist. And the, like Keys seems to just be like one of the chiefs of staff or something. It's, it's just, very uh, it's Some, UNSC's yeah, it, The Office. They're literally just in yeah. UNSC's The Office, and there's a lot of weird, awkward situations that occur, and perverts in bathrooms. And I'm like, yeah, this is just The Office. Like, I don't really see the difference at this point. But uh, they just didn't feel good. Uh, Miranda at least felt more vibrant in terms of, yeah. like, story and relationships and everything else. Like, they, more or less, they kind of get her relationship with, uh halsey kind of okay where i mean the whole thing was she never cared they never had a real relationship in the original story and like you know she took after her dad went through all of his footsteps whereas in this one it feels weird because it's like she feels she's unsc but she took after her mom with the science shit and it feels like she's looking for acceptance at the same time the whole time and it's like really like 
you know, it's just kind well, of I, mommy issues. Well, the weird thing is I didn't take seven. it. Yeah, I didn't take it as her trying to get her mom's approval. It looked like she was constantly trying to show up her mom and prove that she was better, which is why she kept getting upset when like, I think that's why, I mean, why that, is that, my mom getting the artifact? That's my department. <laughs> Well, I think that is that more or less is mommy issues getting mom's approval by being better than her. That's it's just yeah, yeah. And then uh, you have Perengoski, who still wasn't really like. I mean, Perengoski. You know, people don't might not know she's also in the original canon. She's in the books. Uh, there was a whole Cameron Travis trilogy, which is I think that was where I dropped off of Halo books. I read the first one and then I lost interest after that because I realized it's just. They're funding Al-Qaeda. And I'm like, oh, this is book is about them funding Al-Qaeda. Okay, great. And then they made Al-Qaeda, and then Al-Qaeda backfired on them. And I'm like, I've already, I've already saw this in real life. I don't need to watch the book. It's great. <laughs> but Perengoski in that one is just like this cold cold bastard who just is ready to fuck up good people for power, pretty much. And in this one, she's just like, I also hope they don't find out that I was a part of this the whole time. And that's all they, that's all her and Keys really are is just, I hope they don't find out I was complicit. And yeah. then when they do, they're just like, oh shit, forgive me. And also I tried to kill you because you went rogue for a second there. And there's nothing really more than that. And they just feel very milk toast, I guess would be the same that what I'd use for like, no, no one's Keys very interesting. And yeah. Um, I don't know, Warren, did you feel anything towards them at all besides, I mean, I know you, what you said about Keys already, but like. Uh, yeah, so Keys, I think, was the probably the least or the most wasted potential for a character in the whole show. Um, he's supposed to be this amazing tactician pilot uh, or, or ship captain that never really goes anywhere. He should have commanded troops more and been more uh, in that role, whereas, yeah, he's kind of just like you said, a desk jockey that's just kind of there to, to kind of have his woes. Um, Miranda got better throughout the, the season, in my opinion. And I really liked her her kind of intro and that hologram message to Quan. Like, I really liked her there. And I liked the kind of interaction she had with um, Kai and the other Spartans in episode four. Yeah, her um, and Kai had, they're, they're at least they had interesting. So I, I, think, I think Miranda did, I think she was well... Um, portrayed in the show it is still diff- you know very different than than the um core canon but i think it it does work for the show be- for a few reasons and um to not get too like boiled down into it of just like you know character structure and stuff like that but like the have the family dynamic between keys miranda and halsey is like a pretty classic trope in television and so the fact that that exists in core canon i think was a very simple decision and and in my opinion, actually a smart decision for them to pick um, that triangle to kind of have in the show. But I, but again, like I kind of said earlier, like they took only like a half step with it um, where they kind of only really focused on that instead of really getting into what these characters um, are kind of known for. I mean, I feel like they may do it to Halsey the most because she's like the scientist of it all. Um, but then also the reason I think that they made Miranda, a scientist, is to give somebody the... I think they needed a character to be a, a mirror of Halsey, whereas Halsey's all on, like, the foreigner technology, Spartans, and all that kind of stuff that she's usually doing. But then all the, like, xenology that uh, also is part of 
um, Oni and the UNSC, they needed a character to kind of explore, you know, those things that, that go on with the Covenant. And, so and also they, maybe have Halsey with the conscience. To what? Have Halsey with the conscience. Right. And yeah, have sort of like the, you know, the Cortana and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so instead of creating a whole new character that we have to invest in, they probably just took the character they wanted to create and merged that character with Miranda so then they can have Miranda doing these things, but then keep the triangle of mom, dad, and daughter. And so I, I see, you know, why those choices were made. It's just those, those the way it was written and, and ultimately conveyed, you know, had a few great steps, but also a fair amount of, you know, missteps. Um, and then for Parangoski, I think she's probably the best uh, portrayed character in relation to a core ca- canon pa- counterpart. Um, it's not 100% there, but I think she's the closest, uh, including Chief. She is more ruthless in the core canon, and I think that's also because she does have more power in the core canon because she's, she's like the literal head of Oni, whereas like the way the show kind of is conveyed is that like Lord Hood is kind of the head of everything, which he 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 and Parangoski are kind of equals because they um, Lord Hood is basically the commander the naval. Of, of like, yeah, the entire naval division of the military, whereas Halsey is the, the, the chief. I forget the exact acronym, but this the Seneki um, uh, chief commanding officer of Oni, I think. And yeah. um, within Oni, so then they're they're basically on the same field, and they represent two departments um, organizations of the within yeah. you know the war room of you know if you want to think about it in like the the presidential cabinet, like you know they're they're each their own department of blank. So you have the naval guy and the CIA guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, is kind of how or yeah. you know you have the you have the you know the commanding general of the marine corps the commanding general of the air force and all this kind yeah. of stuff so um so that's where they two lie so in the show they they seem to have dialed parangoski's power a little bit to give her a little bit more um opposition Underdog as well yeah mm-hmm. and like that, that she has people advisors. that she reports to which again makes sense because you need to kind of incite some drama in there and um, and kind of have her be powerless at times instead of her having like literally just free will to just like I mean you look at the stuff that the different Oni sectors do throughout the core canon to you know it's just as bad as you know the Covenant killing people like the stuff that they do because um, like yeah so anyway so I th- I think um, in terms of those three characters generally speaking um, keys could have been better. Parangoski was great, and Miranda was 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 good as well, uh, especially towards the end of the season, in my opinion. And then, um, James, do you have anything on them? Or? No, I mean, I kind of already mentioned that Keys, at least, I was, I didn't like this version of Keys, and I don't really know Parangoski much because I, I guess I didn't get to those parts in the books, so I can't really say much. I like she's pretty much only present in like the Bungie era halo novels mm. because she then gets replaced by a former spartan um sarah osman oh sir oh, oh that one sarah osman and then sarah osman then takes over and she's she's basically the same role within oni from 
the post-war era into the created and banished era and then now she's on some planet with Whoa. sorry lord hood hiding so but anyway but yeah she's she's ruthless she's a force to be reckoned with and she's manipulative she's all the bad things that you could really want out of a secret organization yeah and uh and i feel like they i feel like they casted a really great actress shabana to to portray that and it's just the the moments that she had to shine could have been bigger moments so maybe we get more of those to come but i feel like the, the situations that she was in she she played it off uh very well yeah i think she definitely could have been more put as the bigger bad within instead of just being like a hey the bigger bads are people that show up for like a, a meeting for a second and then disappear for the rest of the show which is kind of an annoyance yeah. but I mean, it's a weird balance because like the show focuses so much on the UNSC being like a bad entity, which which is fine. But like at the same but like you said, like they they don't show Parangoski being as ruthless as she could be. So it's like which again is fine. But like I feel like you can't have like one extreme and then one like half sort of thing. Yeah. You kind of have to meet that extreme at both levels to fully kind of do it so if you're going to dial Parangoski back a little bit then dial the emphasis on UNSC bad and instead focus on other aspects like why the covenant is so bad and then that will help justify why Halsey and Parangoski are doing what they're doing because there's always for the greater good that people are you know are yeah. trying to justify their their reasoning for doing things whereas here right now it feels like the, the UNC, they're trying to make the unity worse than the covenant and you're just like i don't how, how did you pull yeah, this up like yeah, that, really that just didn't work up. for me yeah uh otherwise you know the spartan twos uh we talked already more or less about kai but uh, i guess vanek and riz uh i, I did don't they mean much about them yeah they, they're kind of they're just kind of blanks. there yeah and I, I wish they didn't do these stupid ass inhibitors. Um, yeah, I really think it made the Spartans boring by um, making them so robotic. It just yeah, it made them less interesting. I think overall, there was no good version of them because they either were dead cold or too emotional. Like they were just emotionally compromised twenty four seven. And I never liked this because like at least they're you know their real versions are much more in the middle. Where they, you know, they do their thing and they still, I think more or less, they still make jokes and sound interesting and they sound vibrant. Even in the books, they sound more vibrant uh, as these kids that were raised in the super soldiers and they have more personality to the point like, I, if I remember correctly, Warren, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't there, wasn't there like a special like whistle communication thing they used to do? Back when it was like Kelly Sam. Yeah, they had they had this thing they called Ali Ali Oxen Free. And yeah. I don't know what the whistle equivalent of that is, but that was like uh one of their like all clear sort of like commands that they did when they were when they were going through book 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 uh, oh, boot camp. Uh so yeah, there there definitely is more person or more personality than you would think in in the core canon. But I would I would still argue that like Vanek and Riz do I think a good job of portraying the robot nature that Spartans do possess because they are these killing machines. They are. And and yes, they they are not great characters in a TV medium because they don't have that personality, which 
you know, I like I like Vanek more than Riz just because like he he speaks his mind a little bit more than Riz does, and and it like I said earlier, it could, it contrasts well when you have Chief and Kai who don't like. have this inhibitor hip inhibitor chip. So yeah, it's it's I don't know, it's a weird juggling act, I guess, but with them because you have the two characters that can be more emotional and two characters that have to be more robotic. And, and yeah, finding that medium is something that you want the characters to develop because you can't just have it right at the get go. Cause then you need something else for them to kind of pursue and have their character arc. So, you know, which, just... which they can probably go to in season two, but like to kind of lay that foundation, I think there, there needed to be some level of, um, you know of of what of where they chose like a really good moment. Um, I forget which book it is, it's in, but like reading it always get got me excited, and it might be in the Fall of Reach, where like I think Deja is there. Um, no, I don't think it came from Deja. I think it came from like Halsey or somewhere. Maybe Deja the teach the AI teacher. Deja is the the AI teacher that teaches them about like combat training and stuff from from yeah. Earth's past. She was but like talking I'm, about the. I, I, but she wouldn't. She wouldn't have gave this order because it would have came from someone like Mendez, Mendez? or or Keys. But yeah. it basically was like we have to do this mission. You know, it's a it's like a no win scenario. The odds are stacked against us. We need a volunteer. Just just one volunteer, and then all like thirty three Spartans step forward, and they're just like silent and like report for duty. And it's just like this really awesome moment because like these these kids, these teenagers at this point have just been trained and indoctrinated to really just stand up for the humanity and like have their their heroism and their dutiful nature that like it's it's inspiring to want to read about these cool awesome things that they do but like that type of like motivation and characteristics and and like that moment in the book just didn't really translate into um the characters when they like weren't in battle because like you would look at the episode five battle and they're 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 grabbing the artifact they're driving the warthog they're killing shit and like they're operating like spartans would operate in a combat scenario but like you don't get that sense of duty so to speak when they're just kind of playing 3d chess in their like dorms yeah you know I just so the reason I think even with the having the dynamic of you know emotion versus non emotion, I think it was poorly chosen to have that as the style and the beginning and like how they can branch off and make things grow from there to make them more themselves. Uh, I think it could have been done a much better way with potentially just doing flashbacks of them as kids. Being like, oh, you know, each of you were chosen for a reason. John is lucky. Like, it's always been the emphasis that John has been the lucky kid. And Kelly, like, in the books, Kelly's the fast one. She's incredibly agile and all this other stuff. Fred, I forget what Fred's was, but... Um, he's, he, he's just another... He's chief, he's but not lucky. He's, yeah. he's a... He's a He's you like know. the strongest, but like, <laughs> yeah, he might be the strongest or whatever, but each one has some specific trait. And I think what they could have instead done was screw the, all the inhibitor bullshit and just did like, Hey, you know, chief's acting weird ever since he came in contact with whatever. And you know, their trust is kind of being questioned and it's like, well, why do you trust him to lead you? And then it just like flashes back to when they were kids doing whatever, maybe training or something. 
and it portrays them showing them as they're growing up like oh this is what this one is known for this is how they've been and like oh this is vanik and kind of what happened to mcvanik so kind of like why is he so robotic of like oh yo he's very like straightforward he speaks his mind but he's like just hard and stuff and i really think like just watching them grow up like they're talking about oh yeah we killed our pets and shit and vanik's like oh i never lost like I, my pet like i made sure mine yeah. this whole time and doing that through just showing them grow up like it fall of reach pulled off really well uh in that book uh i think would have been much better and it would have humanized them well still making them feel like killing machines simultaneously uh potentially even showing like them pre versus post augmentation of potentially how their personalities might have changed too and i think honestly erase the all the like i said erase all the stupid shit between emotion non-emotion erase the Quan Soren shit and focused more on this of like, hey, this is about the Spartans too. Like Halo has always been about the Spartans. Like that I think would have been an amazing thing where now you have these four characters that you really care about and you get to get all this backstory. And when Riz gets shot and like all of a sudden you sing her insides kind of or like the fucking yeah, flesh she and you're super like fucked up. Holy shit. Well, yeah, yeah. She got stuck. You would feel you would grenade. care a lot more than oh no, the robot got hit. Like that, like, that's kind of how they make you feel for it, for the most part. Like, I think the one time I laughed or felt anything was when Kai was like, were you guys actually going to kill me? Oh, yes, definitely. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. Like, that that was good. But, yeah, everything else, like, I legitimately think that would have been 20 times more efficient than what the fuck they're yeah. trying to do right now. I had a similar sort of critique on, on our show uh, with... Um with Josh from, from one of the other podcasts. And he was, and we were commenting on that. It, the show just starts with chief, like grabbing the artifact and then being changed and like learning about his past and like how he, he was this way and now he needs to be this way. But like, we only got like 15 minutes of him being his, his old way. Whereas yeah. it would have been it would have been better to kind of see and establish a little bit more of like who Chief currently is. So then when he does interact with the artifact and he does start to feel these changes, we the audience can see the changes instead of just taking it for granted that like, oh, he was, you know, more robotic over here. So I, I, it, it, it accomplishes the same thing that you're saying. It's just I, I think they could do it without the flashbacks and and because I, I don't think you need to see them as as kids training and, and doing all that kind of stuff as much as like we get in the books and things i think we could just have them do some other mission to kind of fight a glass plant. like they, they could just pick any planet or colony that gets glassed and they just go to it and they try to save whomever and it gets glass and then they leave and it was a failed mission and like then you're you're establishing who they are before they get their changes and you're establishing the covenant threat and you're doing all these other things to like get you engaged as a viewer on the show and at the same time it feels more halo yeah i mean they could have thrown miranda there too and like while they're there with her they could tell her their past stuff and be like oh yeah this one time blah blah blah, like when that pet story happened like they could have done more of that and that would have flushed things out more um and then so, aside yeah. from that, I think it's just, what is it? Halsey. I mean, do, do we have anything to say about uh, Halsey's, Hel- Halsey's bitch boy assistant? Yeah, that dude was weird. Oh, I love him. <laughs> he was so weird. When he almost kissed the clone, I was all for. Uh-huh. I was like, 
I was watching it and I was just like, if he tries to kiss her, that'd be amazing because it just like it just makes him weird. It just it weird. makes him more than just Halsey's assistant. Like it makes it makes him actually a little bit of a character to where like he's so fascinated with Halsey and her brain that he like literally has this very very creepy gross like affection towards her that like makes otherwise he otherwise he's just a a background actor that also has lines yeah. so like i i liked him i was uh kind of I, I did chuckle at his death but i was like well he's kind <laughs> of a red shirt good. but like but like i i, I liked I, I felt for it though because i was i was kind of like into it but but yeah i, I mean uh, James, you mentioned the the laser thing at the beginning that like, yeah, you might be a little too close to that. But like, again, I think he's like a weird enough character to where it I kind of was into it. He reminded me a bit of um, what's his face? Uh, the Chekhov from Star Trek, oh, but like a very lesser yeah. version okay. of Chekhov. Um, but yeah, no, he was just he was so fucking weird. Um, <laughs> it's like who is but that's this? not always a bad thing no it's not but he was just so uh, i mean it wouldn't if the show wasn't this show with everything already in this show and then you add this to the show and i'm like i, I yeah. can't there's no break from just me wanting to fight somebody uh from watching this each time <laughs> um but like yeah, and I will say too though that when when Kai did kill him, I was incredibly satisfied. She just like threw just, him into the ceiling. I was ceiling. just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it was great. It yeah. was, another instance yeah. of like maybe you should have kept your helmet on though. Yeah, and then of course you know save the worst. Yeah, for last. that was. Oh yeah. Oh, they you kind of go back to the whole helmet thing. Like, it it really only bothered me when they were in a situation like you said that like is kind of perilous to to them. Yeah. So like I think when Chief when Chief goes to the rubble for the first time and there's literally this community of pirates that just hate yeah. all the with UNSC guns and, on him. And like and it's like all these things I'm like, bro, like do you not know what happened to Cat on the fall of Reach? Like, yeah. you just, <laughs> Maybe you keep your helmet you on until he gets art. The helmet stays on, so like, like Yeah. Like I feel like there's dumb. there's definitely moments that they could have kept it on but i will say that like thinking about that scene with kai with her helmet on like i kind of get that like i do i did enjoy seeing her like raw emotion like yeah I, and like yelling at halsey halsey so like no, i did like kind of give that one a pass but until you got hit but yeah there, there there were too many times that i can't count on my hands like and i was like really you don't you don't need like there was a funny like tiktok or something that i saw on instagram or something where like I think it was in episode four where Chief goes to um, a redness and he like like puts on his helmet. He hops in the Jeep. I'm sorry, the, the warthog. My goodness. And like the, the video, whoever's like recording the video is like, yeah, Chief has his helmet on. And then he drives for like four shots, hops out of the warthog and then takes his helmet off. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was just like, why? Okay. It's, isn't it great, guys? We see his beautiful face. But that was yeah, another thing. Like, why why take his helmet off so frequently to show his like i guess the actor emoting but then emoting emoting and then purposefully have him like act robotic it's just like well then you could have kept his helmet he just on. looked like a confused dude the entire time his helmet was off and i'm just like i i just hate this one actually i was like i i hate 
I hate this right now. So when he much went on a walk exhausted. with McKee in like his civvy clothes or whatever, and I'm just like, wait, isn't she like a political prisoner technically? Like, what? Why are you allowed to take her outside? That one, I, you know, that was like the one thing I actually didn't have an issue with. I was just like, oh, you know, you try to convince her to join your side. Like, remember, like, hey, remember humanity? Like, I, I kind of got yeah. that a little bit. Okay. But I, I think also there was just so many worse things that this was like the thing where I'm like, you know, compared to everything else, this isn't as yeah. <laughs> worse as these other 50 things. And with, you know, we could just hit Sheaf now and do Halsey after. But I mean, Oh, go ahead. Oh, just, I mean, just, you know, he, you look at him in this and sh- everything else that's not this show. And then you see him in the show and I'm like, dude, these aren't even the same people. Like these are completely different people. This one is like big fuck boy who just all of a sudden learned about his feelings, can't keep his helmet on. And on the battlefield, like even it ruined that fucking episode five battle for me. I I literally didn't even like that battle because the whole Why? it just felt fine. Like I I think it's because what 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 took away from your enjoyment of it? He's just running around there like you know Spartans are Spartans. They in the battlefield they're Spartan. They're just like oh aim shoot, uh, be tactical about it. And all I saw him he was like I couldn't believe it was a real scene. He's just screaming inside his helmet like. <gasps> Uh, and just like shooting oh well that was one that was when he was beating the shit out of the elite yeah but but, like i don't know i i look up at it and it's like he freaking he picks up a shotgun off the ground because he runs out of ammo and he like like, blocks him and like i don't know i I honestly think that like that that scene at the end of reckoning um uh, episode five like was the most halo of any other part of that show. Yeah, I'd agree. Like it, it really felt like like they're you, they're driving the warthog and like the the Spartans are sprinting side by side with the warthog and like hop in and it's just like yeah because they're fast and, like and a marine gets obliterated by a needler and the the grunt hijacks the warthog like I I think they they do, that was that was very halo yeah I think it's know, just like it's just everything in it surrounding it made it so it's like. I think it would have been better than if it wasn't for the fact that everything around it was happening mm-hmm. and what I saw before and after it. And I'm just like exhausted by this show because I'm pretty sure at that point, I want to say after episode two, I had watched like three or four of them in a row and this was like right in the middle of it. So I'm just like, oh, they're fighting. Oh, he's screaming. Oh, she fell out of the ship oh god this fucking show and i'm like on a plane too so it's uh. just like i'm like <laughs> i'm just so fucking done um james how how much of the show did you binge like in a day was it like two uh, episodes? i usually episodes? did like two how, episodes how... so because i feel like because thinking on it i feel like you only would really want to watch two episodes in a, in a yeah, sitting. that's about as much four as back I got to back as well. It's just like don't I'm, do four. I don't want to do this anymore. Don't do four back to back. I like, don't recommend it to anybody. I think I think one and one and two pair really nicely together. Three and four really pair nicely together. Five and six pair together. Seven's like a one off, and then eight and nine, I think pair nicely together. So like, 
that's why I'm hesitant to just like binge the show because I thought about watching the whole show in like one sitting because I was at my parents' house to kind of get ready for our like season recap. But not only did I not want to spend eight hours doing that, but I uh, I also just felt like it wouldn't be that rewarding. And I think I think never the, was the better way to experience the show would be like in in those kind of pairs, just you know one, two, three, four, five, six, and then skip seven if you want um seven eight uh or go back to it but um just watch seven last be a, we, we save the best yeah. for last <laughs> but i do think like watching it week to week was also nice because then you didn't have to like Overexert yourself watching it yeah or, like, too, and, dedicate like, too much and, time i think that's what killed me i invested be... way too much time at once in it even if i was in the sky and then I didn't want to be in the sky yeah. anymore while I was mm-hmm. watching it. I mean, I, I also speak from a different field than, like, the majority of people who watch the show because, like, I watched, like, an episode once for, like, enjoyment, and then I watched it again for, like, notes, and then I watched it a third time for my podcast. So, like, I definitely had a very different way of watching it week to week. But, like, thinking back on it, that's kind of what I would recommend to people if they're just, like, they want to get through it in a week or two to just, like, watch them in pairs with Seven being an isolated episode. Mm. Yeah, so, so... I mean, personally, I'd probably just not tell... i just tell people not to watch it. That's just me. Yeah, that's the sad thing is that I, I can't recommend this show to anyone, like can't recommend it to halo fans i can't recommend it to sci-fi fans like i just did not enjoy it well i guess to i'll save the the show itself talk really fast but uh after this but um you know i think more or less we know all the issues with chief like he just didn't match up whatsoever uh it was probably the worst representation besides halsey and i just thought he felt they they tried way too hard to make him a main character when they don't have to try that hard to make him a main character they 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 thought way too much about it and tried to like basically fix in all these different points from like using Quan soren these other spartans halsey his past everything else and i'm like dude you're smothering this dude to the point where i i don't even know what the point of him is like you're making all these things happen but it's really the dude, the dude just needs to stop that the halo that that's all he needs to do and instead i have to worry about him fucking a spy and worrying about his trying to kill his mom and all this other shit and you know uh halsey i didn't like the way they portrayed her just because they make her like a cold-hearted bastard well, and... she's kind of like that in the games anyway though no she's honestly yeah, she's very very self-serving she is very self-serving but she does have a much more she like they she has she does feel motherly more or less like even to hear george call her mom the, yeah there was Reach, that but like they 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 have a better no. relationship in the shows i mean like in the books and uh the game not really the games but i guess you could say the books i mean at, at a certain point you do like she she does get put in her place i forget which spartan 3 i think like punches her or some shit i, I think she gets punched on um the shield world after onyx closes at a certain point um i, I think but, lucy or tom the implicate or yeah, the um, impression i got of halsey from the games and the books was always just like she 
she was the one in the room who knew all the secrets and she like would only let you know what she wanted you to know yes yeah. she always yeah. had this like she knew everything that she needed to know and she was a necessary evil though at the yeah same time. and like so she always had the you know humanity's interests at heart but like she didn't quite care about like the morality of how to help everyone and stuff like that and at least as far as that goes like this depiction of halsey in the show was pretty good like the fact that she was willing to create flash clones of herself just to well one just make cortana which i don't know if i like that that like she didn't like risk her own life to do this thing but it made sense that like if she could make a clone then yeah why risk her own life and just like literally sacrifice essentially not just another human being but like another copy of herself and then like the the end of the uh, season where like she uses another flash clone to just like escape somewhere like what i think that's what felt weird she's just random mad scientist with no over like it's like yeah humans should be machines and it's like oh well what what, where are you going what's the point of all of this compared to like everything else like you're there's a giant military army of aliens that's hell-bent on pretty much destroying everything. You have a giant military for humans, and then you have these random insurrectionists. Yeah. But here's also a scientist woman that wants to also do this thing on her own and just also, like just go full fucking rogue. And I'm like... Yeah, I think... What, 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 what's everyone's intentions here and why are you making these choices i think that goes back to like your point that you made a few weeks ago or, or whenever it was where like even like even though this version of halsey for me is like fine it's still not as good as the the games or the books like it's just not as good as it could yeah. be i think it, it also that if i feel there's so much unnecessary drama for mm-hmm. the sake of drama just so there could be drama and it you could feel how fake it feels didn't you love them the most arguing about, about budgets it. and stuff what didn't you love them arguing about budgets and oh yeah and programs and stuff yeah it was great it was i really i really enjoyed everything i watched in these nine incredible hours or whatever the fuck time it was probably eight hours i guess yeah. but um at least all right, it, this is weird it's like the same thing with halo infinite where I'm like, somehow the fucking computer person is the best done character to me. Where I'm like, oh, who is the most interesting character in Halo Infinite? Well, the only interesting character in Halo Infinite was the weapon. Well, what about the show? Well, the only character I would legitimately actually had any interest in in the show was Cortana. And yeah. why? She was Cortana. And yeah, they couldn't make her blue, which I was like, you couldn't afford blue. They could have. you guys run out of blue? She's literally blue. She, Wait, she, hold on. We it's just about, very we faint. In the show, Cortana. We t- are we, in the show, the show Cortana is blue. A little bit. It's I mean, it. her skin. Her skin is a little bit. You mean her skin, or you mean just her whole? Avatar? Her skin. It's yeah. Like she's not as blue or purple as she could be. I mean, but... this is my my argument against um, people's opinions of of Cortana is that like literal, like literally, factually, she is different in every single game. There are no two games where she That's looks. True. That's true. She goes like purple to blue. So to it's like the fact that she looks different in in the TV show like doesn't bother me in the slightest. And I think that like the way her animation and CG was like implemented, I think was like great. And like the when she got like born and she says her chest line. 
like it, it was it was great and like watching Jen Taylor like do the mocap just always brings a smile to my face because Jen Taylor has an amazing smile but that's regardless of the oh no that's um, I, I believe I, I agree with you completely on that it's, I don't <laughs> so I don't have a problem with her not being blue I just for me personally I honestly felt like they couldn't afford to make her blue personally like I honestly she, like with a lot of the I way like the show maybe went. just didn't look as good yeah because like, I've seen like mm. fans make her be blue surprised. on like on like uh, videos and, and memes and stuff and it doesn't like look as good. I personally, I prefer what they did in the show. I mean, I mean, everyone you know has their opinion and stuff, but like I, I don't know. I'll I'll defend uh, the way that she looks. Uh, and I have no problem, you know. especially like I have, I have no problem with the way she looks in this one, especially considering all things considered with everything else in this show i'm completely fine with her not being blue because i'm like yo this is like literally the best part of the show right now is just yeah. cortana i was just, just like just with that like i don't like i don't need to die on this hill yeah no that's why it's not even other it, stuff it, is not up to par i just think on its own it just is up to par even like removing the comparison to everything else in the show yeah no and i'd be fine and with i would it. say the same thing with like the the episode five fight that like despite the rest of the show uncomparably it just is good on its own in my opinion i was just so confused by the decision to make her a permanent implant in chief's brain and not just like slot into his armor yeah like that was does. that was that weird. was a choice that was super yeah. weird <laughs> otherwise you know i like she had a bit of sass she was herself she was just cortana and that was highly enjoyable at least for that portion and yeah i think she Cortana shines in episodes uh, three, four, five, and six. Um, but I think uh, the last two episodes, or, and I guess really six, or yeah, um, as well, because that's when Chief kind of pushes her away and starts hanging out with uh, McKee a little bit more. So I have. I was, like, like, I was like, wait, Cortana can go? I thought she was in his brain. Cortana, get out of here! I'm trying to, trying yeah, to have sex so like, right now. I, I mean, I, I think she. They, they lost a little bit of development between the two of them they towards did. the end of the season. I forgot about McKee. But I think, I think the middle chunk, when she's present, they do a lot of um, good things uh, with her. Yeah, for sure. So, I, and the, only, the other thing I'll say about Halsey before we move on is I, I liked how she was portrayed in the show. Um, it... It was a little difficult to watch at some points just from like a motivational standpoint, not so much that they changed her from the core canon, but just like as a representation of a character on a TV show, I think was was a little hard to like fully dive into. Um, but I, I did like kind of her just tenacity and how she really believes that like they need to invest in the evolution of humanity and kind of take things into her own hands if she needs to be. So I think they, they're exploring a lot of interesting things with her. But I just think the backdrop of the UNSC is kind of what made like her motivations a little bit less uh, fulfilling because then in the background you have, you know, Parangoski and Keys, you know, doing what they're doing. And then you have the council and all these other factors. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to be bogged down with all that kind of like boring stuff like i kind of want to just see halsey be ruthless on her own and like take measures into her own hands um which you know i think the clone thing at the end was was great because like why not like halsey flash cloned her brain like 
26 times in court canon. So, like, the fact that she just has another clone lying around is believable. Yeah. And No and words, I think mother. It, it was a good... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Jane, I don't know if you know, but, like, she she didn't necessarily risk her own brain to create Cortana because in, in court canon... Uh, smart AIs are made from deceased human brains. Usually, as yeah. They're like, yeah. As, as they're like cerebral architecture, whatever the you know scientific word is that, that they use, or cerebral matrix, I think. Um, and uh, and so that like, why not clone your own brain if you have the technology and you think that you're the smartest person in humanity? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so that's what she did. She cloned her brain a bunch of times, and that's why we have the weapon in Halo Infinite, and we have. Cortana in both Silver Timeline and Core Cannon. Yeah. It's weird. No matter what happens in anything, no matter how bad things get with Halo, which, you know, personally for me, they, you know, get worse sometimes with certain things. But uh, at least the one thing that almost always, apart from maybe Halo 5, uh, stays consistent is Cortana uh, in just terms of being a good character, um, at least to me, just because, you know, she is she more or less was the personality of Master Chief for a lot of it, considering he was strong and silent uh, through yeah. at least the trilogy and everything else. But yeah. Uh, and then I actually forgot. The last thing I'll say about that is that hopefully in season two, we get to see more of that relationship that we're used to, because one of the things that some fans either didn't really get and and Kiki Wolfkill and, and Stephen Kane, the producers, they they talked about that like this part of the Chief and Cortana relationship is very much in its, its in its infancy, and there are only like very uh, specific instances in Core Canon where we see their relationship at that stage. Like there's there's the classic like hangar battle fight that they where they they have their first meeting, and then a few other like moments where they where they are together and then from there it just kind of time jumps to where chief and cortana are like a unit in a package yeah. and also i would say core canon chief accepts her more willingly than um silver timeline chief and so i think that was a, a side of their relationship that they wanted to show in the show and now that we get to the point to where seemingly Cortana is now controlling Chief, um, such a it's weird. It's going to be interesting how they kind of extrapolate that and build on that for season two, because like, if Cortana's already controlling him, then why does she need to speak and talk to him when they're investigating? Yeah, they're going to fix. Yeah, I get the impression no. that that's going to get fixed or something. Yeah, they're going to fix itself. That was that was also, just funny. Did I was she like, ever uh, say that he needed? to be dead because i don't i I thought she could have just taken him over whenever she just was choosing not to i guess he was trying to force her to do that but i don't know man (laughs) i just i'm not at this point i'm not thinking too much in it it's one of those things yeah i don't know yeah i we in the community don't really know how we feel about it and (laughs) honestly we won't really know how we'll feel about it until season two comes around because we just get that that moment in the end there but like I, I i forget exactly what i said but i was like you really didn't need any of that at the end mm-hmm. like like why can't chief like because like he like chief says something like you got to take over my body so then we can do these like unsurmountable feats against yeah. all odds and it was like, like he why? could not like you're the master chief yeah like you should just be able to save everybody 
And like, it's not like she needed to take your body over to control the condor because she controlled the warthog when you were fighting that, Anakin and Riz. That annoyed me so much. So it's like, you, you should just just get the drama and be like, the odds are stacked against this. And the, you know, Cortana can say there's a 2% chance that we- Literally show why win, they have to work together need... and not like exactly. one supersedes yeah. the other. Uh, yes, yes. Cause so... like, yeah, I hated that, that he's like, she's like, there's no way to, to save silver team and get the artifacts back to the UNSC. So I was- yeah. And survive. Yeah, and I was <laughs> sure that Master Chief would choose to save silver team. And he's like, we'll have another chance at these artifacts as long as so we keep silver team together or something like that. And I thought that that was, what was going to happen, but Nope. He's, he just sacrifices himself seemingly unnecessarily, especially cause you, you just pointed out Cortana could have controlled that like uh Pelican or, or whatever it was like the condor. It was a condor. Yeah. Okay. They could, they could have like controlled that whenever, like as soon as she calls in the airstrike to take out, like apparently Atriox, I was like, Wait, could you have done that at any time? That's that's a whole another like. <laughs> that was so fucking. Like you maybe should have told Chief that like, wait, hold on, I got I got an idea, <laughs> like before he killed himself. Yeah, that, I mean, this was pretty much my face watching that last whole. That that was it. That was yeah. how I felt. I was like, I was oh, just like okay. rubbing my temples the whole time. Like, I don't the why why are you Kai, doing? Why this? you kill sex lady? What you do? Why would you do this to uh. me? <laughs> Also, why did McKee touching the artifacts blow everyone off the mountain except for the Spartans and apparently Atriox and did nothing to Well, the... also not the Prophets because they're just like above there. Well, like, why did they never shoot the Prophets? The Prophets were floating above everybody. Atriox got mowed down by the Condor and I imagine he survived because why would you name him Atriox? Some sort of metaphile in the episode so the subtitles say Atriox to just kill him off right then and there. But um but yeah, I think I think you can service. <laughs> um you could justify why the Spartans didn't fly off the ledge because they were in the temple area and they could have used the temple structure as maybe like a way to not, you know, fly backwards. But it's it was I don't know. It's it's the <laughs> one of my biggest gripes is just that like they didn't start that sequence with an establishing shot of the fact that they're on a mountain. So then when Cortana's like, the elites are coming from beneath the mountain. It's like, why are we, are we on a mountain now? Like, yeah. and then it finally establishes that you're on a mountain. And I'm like, okay, the, the, the director and DP didn't shot list correctly or the editor misplaced his uh, <laughs> sequencing. Another thing that kept bu- bugging me was like, every time the Spartans dropped from hella high up and they hit the ground and it does like no impact, there's like a little dust cloud and I'm like, no, those dudes are like freaking heavy. If they fell from like a mile up, they would make a crater. Oh, more than a mile up. They freaking. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're so, just, yeah. uh, they're, they're light they as a feather. They should have just put armor lock in there. They should have yeah. just like, they should have, should have just had the drop. They can't afford they armor lock. The hero stands. In they, have the, they have the blue. Yeah. But instead they oh, do man, like a quiet hero drop and they like land and they don't wake up any of the grunts. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <it's just> like <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> they literally land on the grunts. Yeah. That, that, that was kind of so. funny. But, and like, also, and then like when w- one grunt sees Chief like stumble out of cover, and it's like we've been compromised. Like, how did they not know you were already there? You're shooting them. <laughs> no one heard the bullets. They had silencers. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, they, they're oh, using, they? I think in the beginning they were using silencers, yeah. And then they're just like, who's right outside? Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, real fast, McKee. I did not like her character at all. That was, I it, that was actually the one thing I did not expect in this show. And then they're like, "What if we had Covenant Girl and she I, she make fuck to Chief?" And I'm I like, at least liked that. What? It, I at least liked that at the end, they, the prophets were like, "Oh nah, this human like thing like." we don't have any respect for her. She's just a sacrifice to find the halo. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. At least like, she's not actually part of them. Cause in like literally all the extended lore and everything, it's just like the covenant literally are like all humanity needs to be extinguished because they are dangerous to our great journey. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then she's, well, that's, that's all just for, uh, you guys might know this, but I don't know if your listeners know it, but like in, in core canon, uh, reclaimers is what they're called mm-hmm. is just all of humanity and so that's why in Halo 2 Tartarus kidnaps Miranda Keys to uh, use her since she's a reclaimer she's a human to interact with the activation index so they can fire the um, the ring in Halo 2 which is what installation 5 uh, Delta Halo um, but Delta Halo number 5 yeah it's number 5 um, but in the show it's only Chief and it's only uh, McKee, and so that's why they they keep her around because they can't just grab any old human because otherwise that's what they would do. They would just kidnap one, keep them, and then use them. Uh, but yeah, yeah my, this one, she's my, she's a chosen one instead. And a she's blessed a, yeah, one. she's a blessed one, a blessed one, as they say. But but basically, yeah, they're just reclaimers where they they have a biological connection to the forerunners that was imprinted on them for centuries yeah but um i think my big my big thing for mckee because i generally liked um her purpose in the tv show given the surrounding um like reasoning why she was there but like my biggest thing for her is that i i would have preferred and i said this i think in episode one when we were doing our review of it that like she needed to stay like 100% like against humanity. Yeah. Um I wanted her like when she was when her and Chief were having their intimate moment, I was like her finger needs to extend and she needs to like stab Chief in the neck or something and then you can write whatever reason you want. She couldn't he stabbed her him. first. Like before all that. Um, to where like it kind of solidifies that she's again like she like she literally told the prophets that like i'll come back with the artifact and the demon's head and they even like say that but like i i think they in order for me to like fully accept her existence um since it doesn't exist in the core canon she needed to be 100 percent that character and you can still have an arc to her and and stuff like that but like her her kind of wishy-washy feeling and her taking off her uh fingernail <laughs> blade i think was just trying to misdirect the audience and it's just like no yeah, just, I, you could have just doubled down on it and that's then the thing i didn't her stab chief and then she could she could run she could find the artifact somehow yeah. like you, you you could be more creative in the right yeah i really did not like how quickly and easily she seemed to just like flop sides like, cause yeah. yeah, she started fully covenant and then she like spent a little bit of time with chief and just like, 
oh, you know what? Maybe maybe humanity's not all bad. Maybe co the covenant were wrong. You know, I'll literally painfully remove a fingernail to prove that I'm like pro humanity now. And then literally within within like the same episode, she's back to uh, full covenant because it's like, oh, you know what? Humanity yeah. is trash. Well, because yeah, she gets zapped in the back. Yeah, so like yeah, really. Like that I think funny. she I even plays like, she even plays on this idea that like her or maybe it's not until the last episode where she like pleads the chief and is like you and me should rule you know like we're we're the same we should be together yeah. and it sh and it should just be us which I I can buy yeah um, I would I would remove the romantic element of it but I can buy the fact that she is willing to leave the covenant in favor of only chief because they are both blessed ones and share this connection but yes for her to have so much faith in chief and trust to then um read uh or like have her forgive the, the sins of humanity and kind of reignite that type of relationship i think was a step too far and then the whole sleeping with chief was a leap beyond that it was a pretty big leap yeah um, pretty deep one, but uh, I think so. I know exactly how I would have utilized her and killed her. Um, I, w I thought of like Last Crusade with Elsie and Prometheus a little bit too, where uh, she would have gone to the Halo and been like, "No, you don't understand, Chief. Like, I'm like, you know, I'm probably still working for the Covenant, but like, I'm the chosen one." Opens the door. I know what I'm doing. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's the flood. Oh, fuck. And she's the one that releases the flood. That would have been interesting if they did something if like that. If she did that in season two, I feel like. Yeah. I feel I, like the flood would have been too soon in this season. But you know what I mean? Like, I think, I mean, she needs yeah. to die this it, season. But yeah, I, I think mean, you could almost her eventual end her in as, a show. Have you guys talked about Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like you could almost turn her into a Scarlet Witch like character, to where she kind of gets lost in her own um, uh, goals and it kind of corrupts her, and then backfires and all that. Like I feel like that could have been a path she could have gone down either towards the end of this season or if she didn't die, then she could potentially go down that path in season two and just be more of a threat go from using the covenant to the i mean the covenant using her to her almost using the covenant being like i am the yeah chosen something one. something that affect like she can she can unlock because she knows that she's valuable to the covenant being a blessed one but like that could unlock something to where she kind of has some sort of hold over them yeah um to the point to where she can kind of be on her own and that's when she really wants chief to you know join me and together we can rule the galaxy type of a Darth Vader moment. Yeah, I, it would be funny if she would. She becomes the first voice of the Grave Mind. I thought that would have been hilarious, but you know, yeah. God, I, I, mean, I would laugh so many, if the flood never so showed up in the show. There's so many more directions that the show can take. Yeah, so. there's so many directions yeah. that the show should have taken. But that's just me, also. Um, but I guess I mean, hey, they're doing a second season. I, I, I get, I get a small indication that you guys don't like the show that much. So I, mean, I, <laughs> I don't know what you're worth. talking about, dude. You couldn't prove anything. I, I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, just come on. You started, you started off with this conversation saying that like you wanted to give it a chance, and I feel like you did give it a chance, but you uh, very quickly, you know, weren't satisfied. And I think it's just worth, um, you know, they're doing a second season. They're listening to the fans uh you know we i think we just will they uh, see, how, how see much do you go. think they'll listen 
I'm very curious on that. Not a lot, but <laughs> I do think that I mean they they've they have completely like butchered the Reclaimer saga with the games because of the fans. So like Halo 4 established something and it was going down this path and then they listened to the fans and they're like, "All right, Halo 5 went and then it went that way and then they were like, "We're going to go Halo Infinite." And it's like for better or for worse, that's what they're trying to do. So and and Pablo Schreiber on Twitter is 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 very vocal about his passion and his want to kind of be um, you know, a good representation of Chief and appease fans and stuff like that. So they're gonna do a second season. And like I said in the beginning of the season one before it came out, like I think it's unfair to completely dismiss it uh until you watch it. And like even you know, even now, like, yeah, I defend the show here and there, but like, if I were to give the show like an overall rating, like it would straight up be like a five out of 10. It would be a 50% because about half of the things in the show, I really, really like and enjoy and think they, they did things. And on the other 50%, I just question. And I'm just like, why was that choice made from either a Halo perspective or from a film TV production perspective? And if you look at any TV show, you don't want to have a 50% accuracy yeah. because that's just not healthy for a TV show or really any type of medium. So yeah, this, this show is a mixed bag and it's, it's unfortunate for Halo fans, sci-fi fans and general entertainment fans, but you know, there's going to be a second season and we'll just see what happens. Are you, I guess last question, last question for you, are you looking forward to it? at all or just like pretty much just like when it comes I mean, out I'll i'm just not see on the edge goes. of my seat waiting for it but but yeah like i um the way we've structured our coverage of the tv show within our podcast i think was a very unique approach compared to just kind of doing a, a weekly recap impressions video and and so i'm excited to continue that for season two when it comes out but i'm not you know trying to start researching every little detail that I can get. You know, it, it's not like I'm anticipated for it so much that I can't wait for it. I can wait and I'm excited for when it arrives, but I'm not, you know, I'm I'm willing to let season one digest and kind of have, you know, its moment move on, do other things with my life or for the podcast. And then when season two comes around, I'm going to ha- hop back on the, on the train. Okay. What about you, James? So, because I mean, I with all the gripes and you know criticisms that I have for this season, like I just hope they learn from them and they yeah. make a better show. And and I think you would want that out of any show that you watch, whether it's you know Game of Thrones or Stranger Things or whatever you know whatever popular show is on right now. Like, if there are faults with it, and you're passionate about the either franchise or a little bit of the subject matter with it, then you know why wouldn't you want it to succeed? Like this show isn't going to kill my fandom for Halo. It's just going to be disappointing if it's not entertaining to watch. Like I haven't rewatched the show since it completely finished filming, and it's not necessarily because like I think the show's so bad it's not worth a rewatch. It's just like I felt like I got what I needed to get out of it. And if I wanted to go back and maybe watch one episode or a sequence or the episode five fight, then like I could. Um, But it's, it's not like, you know, some of those other 
shows or something that you could just really rewatch because it's so well made in uh in its final form yeah okay what are you james i'm willing to bet comron you're gonna watch season two just gonna say <laughs> i'll i'll talk about i'll i'll go last, I'll go uh, last. <laughs> like i i did not have very high hopes for this show after the first trailer came out and i was just like i don't know something feels off here and i just i was so either frustrated or confused the entire time i was watching this show that i am absolutely not looking forward to a second season and like i might give the second season a a try if i hear like a bunch of reviewers saying that like no they did actually listen to fan feedback they like are focusing less on the stuff from the first season and more on stuff that people actually give a shit about like then i might come back but just like the we mentioned it earlier the the things they chose to deviate from the uh, source material on are just like things that bother me like that didn't need to be changed and it's just changed for the worse and it's like important shit like how the spartans were raised and stuff like that it's i don't know it's it's just it's different enough in the wrong ways that i am just not excited at all for any more of this show currently but we'll we'll see maybe maybe they can like you said orin listen to fan feedback and course correct but i don't have high hopes for that right now fair enough so for me, um, easily, like you're giving it a five. I was in my head. I was like, damn, that's pretty generous, man. <laughs> um, it, for me, it was no, probably I mean, literally. I mean, it's it's a five. Like, no, no. It's literally 50% out of 100. No, yeah, no. It's no. literally. Yeah. Like, uh, it... I, I honestly, for sure, probably it was a two or three out of 10 for me, for sure. Um, it definitely like it was one of those things where i think james you even said it yesterday where you're like if i was if i wasn't doing the podcast i wouldn't finish the show and um i thought about it and i'm like going to the next episode each episode i'm literally thinking like dude i'm literally forcing myself to watch this it's Mm -hmm. not that i want to watch this at this point i am making myself endure this show that was literally how it felt um because at the end of the day I looked at it and I'm like, what if you took off the Halo name? I would have stopped that show probably after the third or fourth episode at the most. Um, uh, I would have been done after the second episode. I'd just be like, mm, I don't like yeah, this. Actually, yeah, it's, yeah, it's actually, yeah. I, but, prob- I probably would have, I don't know. I I would have fought with my completionist I enjoyed self. episode. I, I enjoyed episode three because it was the creation of Cortana. But like, if you remove the Halo name, I feel like I still would have enjoyed that episode episode four was one of the weaker ones in my opinion so maybe i would have fallen off there if halo's name wasn't attached i don't know yeah and i wouldn't have the urgency to kind of keep watching it on a weekly basis though because i mean even even with other tv shows that i watch i mean i've i've enjoyed shows on netflix and things and i just don't go back to them or you just fall behind yeah (laughs) and it's so like i I have seasons i just haven't finished because it i and then so much time goes by that i don't feel the desire to jump back into it yeah and it's like looking at i guess putting it into perspective like i i didn't like this show i i did not like this show at all i made myself watch it i am not looking forward to a second season 
Um, I know you, you, you claim I will watch it because just out of sheer, it has Halo on the name. You are that by then obligated to watch almost it. Almost ready to make a bet, Comrade. I honestly, I, I like... it's a it's a pretty good bet. You should probably make it with like Andreas <laughs> or Miles. They they probably take you up on it I'm too. I'm gonna be like, he's gonna he's gonna watch it at some point but and talk about it on a sh- on a show. It's it's to the or if at nothing else to talk about it with me and Miles and and <laughs> just Danny so I can just so I can just John. like rant at you and be like ah, but um. I think in this day and age where we've talked about it before, James, of uh, all these different streamers are here now, all these different shows, all these different things that I want to watch. And I'm always, I'm like perpetually always behind on shit. Like how long it took me to watch Moon Knight. Uh, I still haven't watched like on Disney Plus. I've been watched Encanto or what was that other movie that came out that Pixar went with the pandas. Um, I haven't watched Stranger uh, Things. I haven't even started Stranger Things. Um, like all these other ones that I wanted to check out. I I literally made time to go watch Obi-Wan. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to fall behind on this shit. Like, I, I, had to, I had to, like, make myself do that one. But in, in this time where there's all these other things queued up, I want to check out all these things I want to see. And I'm like, at this point, eliminating things that I'm like, are you watching this because you like this or you're just making yourself watch this? And in this point with Halo, it if I want to treat myself good, if I want to actually treat myself good, I would not watch the second season. And I would instead focus on all these other things I would rather watch because I want to watch and I haven't had a chance to check out yet. And it doesn't deserve to be on my radar uh, for another season. And I wouldn't recommend it to people either. And I think... The only way it's at that point now where the show can't prove itself to me. It's not going to be able to win me over. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to do the second season. The only way it's going to get me to watch is I literally have to be campaigned to do it. Like if you love it, Oren and like Miles maybe actually watched it and he liked it and other people did too, or Andreas and shit. If you guys were like, oh no, you'll really like it now. Then that that's what it's going to take to convince me to get to a second season to be like, Hey, you need to make, actual time with all these other things you'd rather watch you have to make time and watch this instead of those that that's what it's going to be for me to do it at this point for sure because i don't see myself enjoying any of this at this point and like you know maybe if it was me when it was still like bungie or halo or something where i was really into it where i was reading all the books and everything else and i was like that was my biggest universe that I was like invested in at that time, then maybe I would watch it again or watch like the second season without a doubt. But at this point where I guess like Halo as a franchise has pretty much become honestly more or less irrelevant to me at this point. Um, It's not as enticing that I'd be like, Oh, I gotta watch the second season. Um, Like just if, if uncharted, the movie sucked. I wouldn't care about a second movie, but it was like enjoyable enough where I'm like, oh, I'll take a second movie. But it's not enough where I'd campaign for it either. I'd be like, yo, it didn't happen. Oh, well, like, and I love Uncharted. Like, that's been a consistent franchise with me. So that's why I'm like, don't don't count your don't count all your eggs in the basket just yet, because at least right now at this moment, not happening whatsoever. No way in hell unless it's that good and y'all tell me it is that fucking good you have to you have to put your 
reputation on the line to convince me. You got to put your reputation on the line and be like, I guarantee you're going to like this a lot. (laughs) And I'll be like, cool. And I don't like it. I'll be like, Orin, you betrayed me for the last time. (laughs) I feel like I feel like if the two of you were to watch season two based off of your experience with season one, I feel like at best you would probably enjoy season two as much as I enjoyed season one, where 50 percent of the time they do some interesting things and 50 percent of the time it's more of the same because I think optimistically I'm not going to really think it's going to be any better than like a seven because like it's it's not like an overnight or over the the course of this next year it's suddenly going to be this amazing TV show yeah. that that we all kind of clamor over but I do think that like I said I I enjoyed it to a certain degree to where a second season still entices me and I and I and I'm also just one of those Halo fans that just enjoys the Halo content like even within core canon like not every book is amazing in my opinion and not every game is amazing in my opinion but like the franchise and the community and the just the environment of it all is what appeals to me which is why i i do the podcast and why i play all the games and you know like i and and truth be told like i haven't played halo infinite i played halo infinite maybe once or twice since the second season came out in the beginning of may so you know it's like i i fluctuate between my engagement but yeah i still will be a lifelong fan of course and uh you know just i'm and i said this from the get-go on on our show like i'll take it for what it is it it exists we'll watch it we'll talk about it and you know we'll go from there gotcha yeah i'll definitely have other topics instead of halo season two ready to go then that month fair uh, enough (laughs) You guys, you guys cover so much more than you know what we cover in terms of, um, I guess content and subject media matters. I in mean, general. we 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 cover a lot of like Halo specific of stuff, course. but like that's yeah. just that's just what we do. Yeah, you're but, um, to it. But no, you guys cover comic books, movies, video games, TV shows, like anime, freaking anime has become it's attacking now there's too much anime anime is life since i got crunchy yeah, roll. it went from like oh we'll do an anime episode to now it's almost like every month it's like hey you ready for this anime episode <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's too much anime it's crazy but yeah no um so but i think anything else before we uh finish off here Nah, I think we covered it pretty good. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, it's I mean, honestly it's, long. It, it, it was much more deep than I anticipated. This is longer than my than our episode. Yeah, I was talking about <laughs> this is it. long. <laughs> I mean, we it took us a half hour to get here because we were covering some other things. But I think I think our season one recap episode was about an hour and a half, maybe an hour forty, and we're chugging along on two hours now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there as much? Uh, so, was there as much? I guess like uh, polar opposite thoughts on it, or like. Was it pretty much more? I think the three, so that we had a panel of three, including myself, and we all kind of agreed uh, on the same level of bad versus good in terms of decision-making. We all sort of liked and disliked different things, but we all kind of agreed that it was enjoyable for us to experience and frustrating at times for choices that they made. Um, but at the end of the day, we, you know, we just view halo content as another part of the halo universe or or the halo franchise so um like like david for instance like he just like absolutely does not like the the like opening like halo 
like not, not the title sequence because there's no title cards but, but just but the like intro. The, the, the the intro yeah. yeah so like the intro and the music and or like or maybe Dave, david didn't like the music yeah. and josh like despised the whole like animated sequencing of it but aaron you know enjoys it and i just like i accept it i think it's fine it's a 30 second like <laughs> intro like what else do you really want it to like it'd be cooler yeah if it did some other things but like i forgot there was an intro i because uh, it said skip and i'm like yeah it's just fucking skip i'm not well. i mean i never really skipped it because it's only like 30 seconds I, so I skip all of these there's, things i never not there's no them. skip on my like first off there's no playstation 5 app so I had to watch it on my smart TV. And then for some reason... It is like, on Xbox. Well, it is on, it. It is on really Xbox. really And then for some reason, my smart TV one night was like Why having Why is issues. there no PlayStation 5? I have no idea. It, it took a while but for... This is how we get Halo on PlayStation. But like there's... Is through Paramount Plus. But that's... The, oh, yeah, huh? But yeah, there's like... Yeah, but there's, <laughs> there's like no skip function on my smart TV app. So like the one episode I watched on my computer when the skip thing showed up, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? There is a skip option on this version? Um, Why? That's pretty great. I think the only show I don't skip that's on a streamer is probably the Peacemaker intro. Uh, yeah. That's just because it's enjoyable. That's such a fun intro. Yeah, it was like, oh, you you, you sold me on not. Dude, I watched me it so it. many times on YouTube alone just because I was like, you know, I want to watch it again. It's like a minute. Just want to watch the Eagle hilarious. Dance. Show me the Eagle Dance. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to watch it. Uh, yeah, I've not seen it. But uh, I will say, you know. I enjoy Halo live action when it's good, guys. I I highly recommend yeah, everyone to watch. Forward to Dawn was awesome. Watch Ford Under Dawn. Watch Landfall. Watch the fucking watch the ODST live action trailer. That was that is probably yeah, those those trailers. Don't watch are, Nightfall though. That, Night, don't watch Nightfall. Nightfall, was Nightfall is terrible. Yeah, I find Nightfall worse than this show. Watch Nightfall's Halo like Legends. It's Halo Legends, Halo Legends is animated, is great. but it's really enjoyable. Halo Legends is amazing. Ah, uh, the package is amazing, but there's so many good th- things about it. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good Halo content. Out yeah, there, there is better than They're the really, TV show. Mm-hmm. So check all those out if you want something good at least. My, my personal my personal favorite, um, at least in recent uh, months and years, has been the the audiobook of the Mona Lisa short story from Halo Evolutions. That was the ODST um, one, right? With the the um, it was the it's, heist. It's like a it's a flood. It's a flood one. Oh, is that the alien I think one? ODST. I, th- I think it's mostly Marines, but it's it's basically aliens. It, yeah, and, where they're on the um, the prison ship. Yeah, and oh, that's um, fucking good. Yeah, I mean, Midnight in the Heart of Mythlothian is also really good, which is another like that's a Covenant story on a ship. <sighs> Halo Evolutions is just so. Halo good. Halo Evolution was good, great. I remember amazing short stories. That's where Pariah is. So Headhunters. You can you can read about Soren, but the but the the audio book of the Mona Lisa, the the voice actor just gets so into it and it's so visceral the way he describes everything and it's it's only like an hour and a half because it's a short story and like it's it's so entertaining to listen to so that's that's a personal favorite of mine i always uh just because as a podcast person like listening to a lot of stuff um i i for star wars i realized i'm like i'm never gonna read a star wars book but i'd rather listen to them just because also there's actual sound effects and stuff for like lightsabers and whatnot um and you know there's other literature i just really want to get into and other franchises that i really wanted to read up on and i do want to actually read those and i realized like for halo even though i dropped off i'm like you know what i'd actually go back to all the way back to fall of reach and everything else and just listen to it um and i feel like halo just like star wars would probably be something good to listen to as well i don't have time to read it but i'd make time to listen to it scott brick 
He's he's recorded like eight Halo novels. He's a good guy. Okay. But yeah. Otherwise, yeah, that has been our Halo or Halo just long uh episode of Sutra Side Talk uh, 152. Yeah. Oren, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at Oren Domang, uh, D-O-M-I-N-G-U-E, and Oren with an A. And if you want to follow our podcast, we are, actually, what are we now? I think we're Evolved, at Evolved Halo. We've kind of changed our branding a little bit to where Podcast Evolved is its own show because we keep adding a bunch of other shows. Oh, and, so you kind of made um, like more of a then, parent name? Yeah, so our parent name is kind of Evolved um so like this is kind of this is an older shirt but like podcast evolved now refers to our like main show where we talk about whatever's in in the current sort of discussion and like current news and and things like that so you can follow podcast evolved on um itunes uh, spotify uh whatever the google store podcast app is as well as on twitter if you want to listen to so like if you if you if you subscribe to Podcast Evolved, you can kind of get everything that we produce, um, which is a lot of content. If you want to filter through it, if you only want um, our opinions on the TV show, that show specifically is called Halo TV Plus with a plus sign, and uh, it's about I think it's twenty. I think we did twenty three episodes for it, and um, we for each episode we did a commentary episode and an analysis episode where the commentary is we, you know, we tell you when to press play and you could watch the episode with me and my guest as we talk about what we're watching on screen. And then the analysis episode is something we recorded after and it kind of dives into some of the character choices and motivations and some predictions and stuff of the episode that we didn't really touch on during the commentary. Because the commentary is, moves at a weird pace sometimes because well, maybe we'll linger on a point as the scenes kind of continue on and then we kind of backtrack on what the scenes are. Um, but if you're familiar with what a director's commentary is for any type of movie, it's, it's kind of in that same vein. So, um, Halo TV plus for that, but you know, our, our collective is called evolved or, um, evolved halo. And, um, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want more halo content, we can, we can give it to you. All right. Awesome, man. And, you know, everyone needs some Halo content every now and again, right? Uh, I think so. I, th- I think so. That's a, it's a great journey, right? It is. It is a great journey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James, people can find you, of course, at InvaderGym124 on Twitter. And people can find me on Twitter at GogoComzilla. And, of course, please, if you're listening to the show, subscribe to whatever channel you're listening to. If it is Apple Podcasts, please give us five stars. If it is Spotify, give us that rating. And YouTube, you know, like and subscribe, that shit. And uh, email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com if you gotta, you want to give us any feedback, questions, uh, comments, any of that stuff, of course. Otherwise, um, I'm not actually sure what we're going to do yet for next week. We'll see what happens just because, like I said, there's multiple movies coming out right now. Uh, we still have to do our part two of the Witch Queen now that uh, the season of the Risen has ended, and see if we can get Andreas back on that one uh, to do all of the other stuff we haven't covered yet from the first part, uh, since there was so much content to cover last time. And 
potentially uh we got some more games in the works says uh now that i'm winding down on horizon and i have a goal of all these other games to play and the quarry's coming out so i want to play some uh until dawn maybe we'll talk about that too we'll see what uh, happens there but we'll see what else uh comes up as uh things happen and i'm sure we one will be done soon as well so a lot to go on for sure uh until next week though guys see you later Bye. Thanks for listening.